Why would anyone cross an African king cobra with an eastern diamondback rod? This is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Probably later currently means right now, because this is episode 99 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, part of the Herpeticulture Network. So, Snakes and Stogies with Phil and I. Happens on Monday nights. Phil is here with me. Uh, Hello. Our guest this evening is Mr. Henry Hendog Martinez. Hello. To talk venomous. Because yeah. when you have Phil and you have Henry, know. when we have when 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 you're both here, we gotta talk hots. It's gotta happen. Oh yeah, most definitely. So, uh, her Petaculture Network, Chondrocast, Snakes and Stogies, THP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> the uh, goods. But this show is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauces. Henry, do you like hot sauce? I love hot sauce. Then you need to get you some some Venom Hot Sauce from Steve Kennedy at Steve Snakeshuary. SteveSnakeshuary.com. Do you like cages? Do you like Phil's fancy rack? Yes. Then you need to go to mpcagesandexotics.com and hit up Sean and have him make whatever your little heart desires if you can, an incubator if you can dream it he can do it Woo. i'm still playing with levels as we get into this oh but <clears throat> gotta get my man i just lit my cigar now i gotta get it lit again i lit it and i didn't like take draws off of it so it just what are you smoking out. tonight uh san cristobal quintessence Hey, wait a minute. Am I on the wrong show? No. <laughs> I smoke a cigar regardless of what show it is. Okay, is, so... Why is Henry here, not smoking a cigar? Because uh, Henry doesn't have any cigars. Oh. But but Henry's going to do this. Henry's going to put out an over and under as to how long it's going to take before this whole thing comes off the rails. Okay. <laughs> Minutes, right. please. What do we think? Um, I'll probably give it about 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm 20. See, I, I would say that it's already been slightly derailed. I mean, one side of the train's <laughs> literally off the tracks a little bit. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, let's be real. I'm down the ways like two miles just putting pennies on that rail, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So <laughs> it's even less than 20. God. <laughs> well, we're here to talk Venomous. Ooh. This is episode is this ninety freaking nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. I was just gonna ask that. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Wow. And I was actually thinking about it because with the wedding and stuff coming up, this probably will be the last episode for about two weeks. Cause next week is gonna be there's gonna be a lot going on. Um and then the week after I'll be gone because of the honeymoon, so I don't know. Well you can always record one during the honeymoon, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure that would go over. That would go. That's going to go over fantastic. Yes, very nice, Henry. That would actually be really funny if you did stage that. It would be hilarious. 
had Jake magically appear and be like, "Hey, we're doing a we're doing a show." <laughs> had him follow Hi, us. This up. is Justin. I'm here in my honeymoon. Yeah, it's episode 100 from the mountains. Because it's Asheville. special. Yeah. That you're going to Bora Bora. No. Sorry oh, to okay. disappoint. We were actually yeah, coming to stay at your place for a honeymoon, Phil. Oh God, there's not enough space in my house to do that. We'll make space. Katie can sleep in the room with the Cobras. Ugh. She would get so annoyed, man. Every time she like would toss and turn, a rattlesnake would just go off the handle. Or the Ethiopian. Yeah, all of a sudden she just hears like this tapping sound. She opens her eyes. There's like <laughs> six Cobras just staring at her. <laughs> Horrible. Well, I also figured since the next episode is episode 100, and since Jake has to be here for that, like... I guess, like, we could do a Snakes and Stogies while you're here next week, probably. Oh, that'd be cool. So. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. And you, then, you gotta do something special for 100, though. Yeah, definitely. That's why I, like, I, I just said, let's just skip, like, the next two weeks, and then we'll figure it out when I get back and everything's settled. But cool. I'm excited. We're coming up on three years as of March, too. Wow. That's gnarly. Gnarly. That is insane. Big congratulations. I mean, I know it's early, but... And then this next issue of the magazine is the, officially a year. Wow. That's also gone that's, really fast. That's, that's crazy, man. Crazy, I, yeah. I feel like it was just yesterday that we started putting that first issue together. Right? It's, it's awesome. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. All right. So... Venomous ladies. All right. Henry. Yes. How? I guess, I mean, I don't, I always hate getting into like, how did you get into reptiles? How did you do this? Like, I like to kind of just jump into it and just kind of just jump. It'll, get I into the nitty gritty. Because, I mean, what? you're, let's, let's be honest, you're old. So we'd have to be going back a pretty long ways. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Time well, you to mention that so early in the broadcast. You have to, Henry, you have to tell the world what Crutchfield said to you when you asked to apprentice with Venomous. Oh, my God. So he tells me, um, and I like Tom, and, 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 you know, I've talked to him quite a few times since, but he was like, oh, you're too old for this. And I'm like, this was <laughs> quite a few years ago, but you're too old for this. And what if, they, he, if that ain't the tub okay, called the toilet bowl? Now, now, you're, now you're forcing me to tell the story of reptiles and all this, how just, whatever. Well, real quick, just to, just, well, real quick, just to paint a picture, how, uh, like, not to throw you under the bus, Henry, but uh, how much older is Tom than you? Be honest. About 20 years. Okay. Okay. I know maybe gap. more, but on or about 20. Okay. Okay. okay yeah, because he, he's got to be. Actually, probably a little more because he's he's seventy something. I'm fifty one. Okay, okay. So there, there you go. It's out there <laughs> for all the world to know. For all the world to know. Now, even he's, if I don't show my face on Instagram, people will know. That's the old guy. He's happily married, ladies. Don't get too yeah, excited. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, don't get too excited. I know he has the voice of a, a phone sex operator, but yeah. <laughs> sorry. So, so, so let's hear the story. All right, so uh, like you said, oh, you you know you you're too old, and I'm like, uh, what do you mean you're too old? And the thing was that I was 
and now I got to go back and I'm, I'm really forced to tell kind of a longer story, but, um, I've, you know, like been in and out of having reptiles for, for like forever. Um, um, I've gone longer periods of time of not having reptiles than I have with reptiles, but it's on and off. But basically the last time I had, um, my last reptile before this was, was, um, an iguana that I had big boy. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I guess what he's, what he's telling me is that, well, you can't, um, you can't have the reason I came to him was the reason I got into venomous. Let's just let's just put it that way was because I wanted a king cobra. I've always wanted a king cobra ever since I was a little kid. Wanted a king cobra. Nothing else. I mean, other stuff has come out, but you know, um, basically that's my thing. And um, he uh, he was like, well, you're gonna have to stay like um, I don't know. He said like oh seven years or something like that before you can even work with a king cobra. And I'm like seven years huh okay i'm in and uh but he was like no i'm not gonna do it blah blah blah, blah. Oh <laughs> seven years okay but if that's what it's gonna take you know i don't i don't agree with it but instantly whatever. called his bluff yeah i instantly called his bluff I'm like, okay no problem let's do it when do i start oh no you're too old blah 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 blah, blah. And, and that's that's how that went but um you know fortunately phil didn't think i was too old not um, at all no uh and i mean and and it's funny because like uh, like a lot of people like I've worked with a ton of stuff right, but you know he tells me that that um you know you're too old or you have to do seven years for a king cobra or this and that and I understand king cobra is not an animal to mess with you know it's 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 not the worst but it's not the easiest either right. but um you know I've always told like I get people ask me oh you know the the, the age old question what's what's the best first venomous right and you know I'll, I always tell people just just find what you like and just go for it get somebody find somebody that has it and train with it you know just get trained with it I don't care what it is I don't care if if it's a papuan tie pan whatever it is I mean you know obviously your mentor should have good enough sense to say when you're ready for it but just don't get some, don't get a disposable animal I guess that's what I'm trying to say yeah it's a good point yeah I mean just get what you're gonna get but but train for it though I mean you got to find somebody if you want if you if your dream is a black mamba go find somebody that has black mambas and you know work your way up to it Oh, I would think that sort of the the biggest thing with trying to find because I've seen it on on Facebook groups and stuff, you know, the venomous groups. People are like, "I'm looking for a mentor within like this area." Yeah, and it's like I can see where that would work, but at the same time, like I feel like there's a there's a level of decorum that you have to have. Like, if you just kind of message someone, and be like, "Hey, man, what do I need to do to work with you?" Like if you if you just have kind of a crappy attitude about it, good luck finding well, somebody who's willing to you, do it. Even, you, even if you have a good attitude, I find I found and and I've talked with with, with Phil about this numerous times. There's nobody willing to take. There's not. I don't say nobody, but there's not too many people willing to undertake that liability. Which is understandable. I can't really blame him for that. I, I can't. You know, looking back on it, I can't. You know, I, I can't I can't blame anybody for it because it's your house. It's 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 your you know, it's in some cases, maybe your livelihood. Yeah. And, you know, Dork Henry comes up, gets bit by something. And then Henry's wife gets upset and sues you. You know, I get it. 
I get it. But which that's that's basically what I think makes it tough. What do you think, Phil? Well, I mean, the thing that really got me is like Tom saying, and again, we we respect Tom because he has been doing this for eons. He's a legend. He's a legend, and he's been he's worked with some of those amazing animals in the world. And although I personally feel that his handling techniques are a bit unorthodox, his his knowledge base on taking care of stuff and keeping stuff alive and getting stuff to breed is is paramount. But when someone like that says to someone like Henry, "You're too old," all I think of is like, "Who the hell do you think you are, Master Yoda?" You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, he's too, too old to begin the training, and. Yeah, I look. I look at it like this: is I would rather have a enthusiastic, well-rounded, mature fifty-year-old guy start with venomous than I hate to say it than an eighteen-year-old, you know, a kid who's just like, yeah, man, I want cobras. Let's do it. Oh, and absolutely. It's like, and uh, and I think your Phil, your your attitude's probably changed on that as of recent. I would imagine. Most definitely. Well, most I mean, definitely. that's the thing. Like maturity, that's the key word. Yeah, you want someone who's. You, you want someone who's not going to be a jackass. Yeah, You, know, you right. want someone who's, and, and who's there to do it because they like it, not because it's, you know, it's right. going to be cool, it's going to be like an Instagram thing, you know, it's, there's a... Yeah, and, and yeah. I, you know, Phil and I have talked about this, like, numerous, numerous times. I think, you know... Too many when, times. When, when you have, and you know where I'm going with this. Right. When you, when you have somebody that comes to you and says, hey, listen, I want to uh, want to get my venom, particularly here in Florida, I want to get my Vernon venomous permit. I want to do some hours. Can you help me out? I mean, before it was like, well, you you take other things into consideration, the person, the maturity, who they who, who referred them, all that stuff. But now you also got to look at, well, is this guy really interested in the reptiles or is he just into, interested in Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And that's 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 another thing that you have to deal with. Now that's another reason for somebody to think, "Well, I'm not going to do it." Well, you guys, yeah, and that's, would... that's, go ahead. That's go. another reason why. No, sorry to cut you off. I was going to say that's another reason why. You know, Henry and I's program that we put on, like whether it be personally or through Underground Reptiles, we've kind of tailored it to weed out the individuals that aren't really in it for the love of the animal because for the first 10 to 15 weeks that you work with us you're not touching a single animal and Mm -hmm. and and a lot of it is literally just watching and learning our repetition and our our way of doing things and step by step and thinking outside the box and going over the same routine over and over and over again and burning in your mind this is what Mm -hmm. we do this is how we check locks this is how we you know look inside the lip of the vision cage this is how you hold a hook for christ's sake so like a lot of that some of the individuals that take hours with us they're like, wow, this is awesome. This is what I wanted to learn. This is fantastic. And the other ones were like, really? Can, can we get to the snakes, please? And right. those are the ones that we kind of don't want to work with. Yeah. You know? Like, well, like I, Cody I, says in his in his ads when he was selling stuff in the private sectors, don't be in a hurry to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always tell, I, I always tell like people that are in the class and stuff, I always say, you know, Phil teaches a safety class. He doesn't teach... Snake handling. Yeah, snake handling is a part of it, but basically this is a safety class. Period. Which is yeah. kind of funny because it goes hand in hand with what Phil does, you know, as a Of course. Job, yeah, you know? I know, right? He, like he, I'm, sure, I'm <laughs> sure Phil has adopted a lot of that sort of mentality in teaching these things into the... Te- yeah, you know, I, w- I would think so. No, yeah, I would say so. 
Yeah, it comes it comes from a lot of time of watching the student intently and then at the same time have kind of having your head in a swivel to watch everyone else. Yeah. Because like b- before Underground started doing their uh, renovations, their retail store, you know, we had the classes at the retail store and there was like a cornered off section. And uh, we used to use uh, those cast iron or uh, yeah, those cast iron fish tank stands, you know, the black metal ones. Mm-hmm. And we used to use those as a barrier and we had like little, you know, uh, what's that thick, thick cardboard called? Whatever. The the thick cardboard with signs that says, you know, danger, venomous reptiles, yeah. do not cross barrier, you know, please maintain children, blah, blah, blah. And I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, we're looking, Henry and I are staring into a vision cage trying to find the animal in the thick, you know, bush of it. And we're like, all right, are we going to do this? We're going to do that. Okay, well, it looks like he's on the left side. So why don't we open the left side and see if we can coax him to go to the right and as we're like mapping out and pre-gaming how we're going to extract this mamba or boom slang or whatever, all of a sudden, you know, Henry feels a tug on his shirt. And it's like a six-year-old kid who climbed under the barrier. Oh, and it's like things like that you learn from because, yeah, yeah, we didn't have an animal out, but you still you got to have your head in a swivel. And it's it's a safety class where we're learning how to do what we love safely. To, to be fair, when I when when we were doing it at the store, any time and, and not don't get me wrong, I had nothing to do with the animal, I had nothing to do with me or my, you know, uh, confidence or non-confidence with the animal, but every time I took out an animal at that store, I was terrified. And I wasn't terrified of the animal, I wasn't terrified of anything, I wasn't, I wasn't going to get bit, I was terrified that that animal was going to get away. Yeah. In the store. Yeah, I would, I would imagine I would be too, that would be my biggest It was, it was terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's why we have, that's why we don't do it by ourselves at the store. That's why we have several different people. And, and like I said, this is before Underground started doing the renovations to the retail store. They're actually in the process of doing it right now. So when we do finish the venomous stuff per Florida law, it has to be a room within a room, which mm-hmm. is going to actually, you know, put our mind at ease. Cause now I'm not going to have the, the, the person climbing the barrier to say, Oh, Hey man, what are you taking out? You know, I'm going to be in a room that's got big glass windows and people can see what we're doing, you know, kind of like what, uh, you know, uh, Nathaniel has. Yeah. You know, big, big, big display windows. People can see and observe and enjoy it and we can share it with them without any kind of, you know, fear of things getting out of hand. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the part I miss about it, because, you know, you get a lot of people coming in and talking and interested in this and that and you get to, you know, you get to like share stuff, but. Aside from that, I got to tell you, it's mu- it's much more comfortable in the farm. Oh, of course, of course, much more. Yeah, it's because your head doesn't have to be at, on as big of a swivel. Yeah, yeah it's much sense. more relaxed. I don't have to be on edge. I mean, I know I was on edge at the store big time. Now, yeah. do, you, do you guys know if, as far as people who are taking on apprentices, do are there people that do like? full background checks on people like because i would imagine that would be something that would be fairly common um i don't think it's a i don't i can't speak for everyone because i really don't talk to a lot of other mentors in that regard but i know that the circle is very small and word of word of mouth travels and i can't tell you how many times i've you know tried to vet someone and i tried to vet someone and uh i couldn't get an answer so i said you know what let me let me let me try this out and, you know, pace myself and come to find out that everything they told me was a lie. You know, I finally got a chance to vet them. And at that point, you know, I have to cut ties because you basically lied to me. You lied to my peers. And, yeah. 
And it, that's not what we're about, man. We it's a game of honesty. trust. And if you don't yeah, trust it's a game them, of trust. Yeah. And, and then three months later, you find out they got their license. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other story. But, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some people, I think for the most part, and, and I can only, I, I can't even speak for that, but I, I can only speak for Florida. And I think people as a general rule are pretty responsible about it. Yeah, the people that are serious and actually have have their stuff together, they are very responsible in that regard. Yeah, super, super. I also I also think that you get, I got I've had so many people try and have an apprenticeship with me or with Underground and we're with some of my friends that have their licenses, and they weed themselves out. You know, they they do it for four or five months and they tail a couple smaller snakes or they do some single hooking with some rattlesnakes and some vipers. And they go, man, this is so cool. This is super fun. You know, I learned a lot. And, you know, hey, man, thanks for letting me hang out. But I don't think I'm going to do it. And like, I commend them for that. I respect them for that. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not even that. It's not about this. It's not about (laughs) that. It's I had a a girl come to me who was a friend of a friend. She's like, listen, I have some snakes. I want to learn about venomous. I don't even know if I want to get a license, but you know, I want, I want to learn. And she did like three years with me at underground and she had more than enough hours to get a license. But when it came down to it, she was like, yeah, I don't really feel like keeping stuff in my house. So I'm glad I learned what I learned. And, And now I'm pretty sure she's some kind of supervisor position for like one of the county government's animal units and stuff like that. So, I mean, it helped her. Yeah. It helped her out a lot, but that just goes to show you that again, she was in it for the love of the game and she really didn't, she really didn't even want to keep stuff at home that I commend, you know? Yeah. Phil, Phil has this book at underground. That is the, um, you know, liability waivers that everybody has to sign. Mm -hmm. Uh, how many would you say are in the, in, in the book, and how many have completed? Oh man, um, huh. let me just real quick go through my it's head. A crazy I, it's a yeah. I would say there's man. There's probably close to fifty or sixty people in that book, and I would say maybe ten or twelve of them actually got their license. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it may be less, um, and then who knows? Because like I had one girl, she did. Um, it's kind of funny is nobody took her seriously because she was this very attractive bubbly blonde and she came from a southern town so she had the southern drawl looking all cute you know and nobody really took her seriously but then when she'd come into the venomous stuff and she would be dead serious she's like listen i want to do this today i plan on doing this we're going to do that and i was like all right rock and roll and she wound up moving to another state and working at a zoo in another state where they did not require a venomous license and the zoo hired her because she had taken, you know, about a year and a half, two years with, with me and, and underground. And then she wound up moving back to Florida. She still doesn't have venomous, but just that, that time that she spent with me allowed her to learn what she could learn and apply that to a zoological career. And I think that's awesome. Well, I'm sure that puts a lot of those facilities at ease, knowing this isn't just some random dude who's like, yeah, I keep snakes. And then they're like, cool, yeah. we'll take care Agreed. of this group of three black mambas. We assume you know yeah. what you're yeah. doing. Godspeed. Hooks on the walls there. If you get bit, hit the button. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's and it's funny you mention that because like, I've had so many people tell me, they're like, oh, I did hours with this person. I did hours with that person. I want to do hours with you guys. 
And I say, all right, cool. And I vet them and everything's true and everything's correct. And then they're like, man, you know, Bob or Sally or whoever they learn with, they're like, they did not teach me like that. I was like, really, what do they do? Like, they basically hand me the hook and they're like, hey, this thing likes to go to the left. Be careful. And they walked away. And it's like, that's not what Henry and I want to do. That's not what we're about. You know, that's not helping our hobby and our community. It's 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 bad. So it's, it's a safety class. Any moron could learn how to handle a snake. That's not the point. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not the point with this, you know. And to be and Henry knows I'm a technique junkie. I'm all about technique form. I like the whole Mr. Miyagi concept. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm about. But when it c- comes down to you know brass tacks, yeah, me burning hookmanship and and tool technique in your brain, as awesome as it is to be able to manually manipulate this animal with a with a stick, it still comes down to safety because we're doing it to be safe. Where yeah. I'm I'm showing you a particular technique so that you can be safe about handling the animal. Yeah, <clears throat> it's almost like a martial art. It really is. It comes down. Yeah, to that. yeah. Like you have the people that, that do it just because, like, they want to be able to say they can kick your ass, and then you have the people that are truly like almost obsessed with it, and they want to be like get to that grandmaster level just because of like a personal achievement kind of thing. Sure, and yeah. and those people they have no aspirations of ever getting in a fight ever. Yeah. Yeah. But they know that if God forbid it happened, oh, they are they more than can. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's and that's yeah. like what I always tell a lot of our apprentices is, this is not break dancing. This is a ballet. This is a waltz. We it want is. things to be smooth and methodical and relaxed. You know, not to sound like you know Bruce Lee, but like be the water. You know, be smooth because the more stressed you are, the more more jerky you are with the animal, they're only gonna you know be defensive. Mm. We don't want that. We want the animal at ease. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've learned that just with the Ganyasoma. You know, if you're yeah. if you're slow oh, and you yeah. take well, your time, yeah. they it makes life much easier. But if you were rough with them and you're forceful, we we used to mess around with the Ganyasoma. It was it was a uh, cobra simulation, right? Remember cobra simulation? No. Mm-hmm. Ellie that was hilarious. So, but um, but yeah, Ellie. I mean, and 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 it Why? is. It's like right. the way the way um. Phil, Phil teaches is that you really have to be committed to it because it, it, it it's very safe it's very safety oriented it's no it's no flash it's nothing like that but it it gets it gets you precisely where you need to be mm-hmm. well thank you Henry no it is I'm not, I'm, don't thank me it's the truth and by the way uh we're at 29 minutes or so about 25 minutes or so and we Derailed from the original thing of talking about the story with Crutch. Yeah, but we got, but we got back. We we derailed, we got, the got back answer. on the rails. Now we're talking like real stuff. And yeah, okay, okay, yeah, you got. Now you ruined one. it. I ruined it. That's we asked life. what drew Henry to venomous, and he said king cobras. There you yeah, go. And that's then true. we got that into that. True. So I mean, that's it's... yeah, that's the short answer. Nice, I love it. That's the short answer. I mean, they're they're fantastic. They're really they're really great animals. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I, I see a lot of people and I don't, I don't want to criticize because I'm not, but I see a lot of people that keep these animals like in really, really, um, and I don't mean substandard by like who in their cage. No, I, I mean, substandard, like they probably should have a lot bigger place where they're at. Mm-hmm. 
And what just bugs me is that everybody wants a king, but you know, really, really, do you really want it? Do you, are you really yeah. ready for that? I mean, and I don't mean the animal because the animal, I, you know, some kings are really, really out of control. But I, at the end of the day, you know, if you have them long enough, they, 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 docile down relatively good. They figure it they're out. They're too um, smart. They're too smart they're to too not. Too smart. Kill. Yeah, they're too smart. I mean, it gets to a point. I don't want to say docile down. It gets to a point where they're like, well, I know I can kill you, so you're not going to mess with me. So we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't start that's that's kind of what the relationship ends up being. But um. Well, they're almost yeah, like they're... the almost like the croc monitor of the venomous world, right? Like, tons of yeah, people yeah. want them, even if they yeah. have never kept them on in their life. I want a croc monitor. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that's the thing now. That I, and, and everywhere you see a croc monitor, croc monitor. Oh, I'm getting a croc monitor on YouTube or something like that, and it's like, man. And it's great. That's a great analogy because over the past, I would say maybe two years, I've noticed just on Instagram alone, how many people have a docile or what I would refer to as a tolerant croc monitor. And it's the same thing as these guys on YouTube and Instagram with these big King Cobras that are tolerant of them filming them and hooding up mm -hmm. and whatnot. It's the same <laughs> concept of them knowing yeah. I can end you at any point. I don't... want, I just, right, I'm choosing right. not to. <laughs> right. And I think that, that it's cool to see, but it's it's it does set a bad example to a certain degree. Yeah, no, it's a bad example because everybody thinks they can do it, and 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 they can't. But I think I think a lot of these people, you know, you, you put out your warnings and you tell people, and you may be completely one hundred percent, you know, sincere in your warning. You know, do not do what I'm doing, but you know, you always have them on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so and so did it. This looks like fun. And there's no reason why they can't do what you're doing in time with training. Right. Yeah. I mean, for example, Henry, how long? So Henry has a one King Cobra now named Mango. We love Mango. Mango is amazing. Mango is awesome. He's, Mango the, best. Is the, he's the best. He really is. Um, and just like I love to live vicariously through Henry because as much as Henry treats Mango like his child, I get to be like the demented uncle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but how, for how many months or how many years did you start to accumulate food items for Mango? It was, it was a bit. Um, it wasn't what I, I wanted to do more. I really wanted to have more, um, more for him ahead of time. I had less than I expected because, like, the whole transaction of me getting him took a lot less time than I thought it would. It was right. like, it was okay. Oh, he's here. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, well, let's let's. But no, I had if, stuff. If, I had stuff ahead of time. If we right. can go back just a second, so for those of you who don't know, who are just getting into snakes or whatever, king cobras—they're uh, called king cobras because they strictly eat other snakes. They're essentially the king snake. So, they people will feed them rats, but their bodies aren't designed to ingest mammals. So, the ideal scenario for one keeping a king cobra in captivity is to strictly feed it other snakes. Um, most people do like what Henry does where they have snakes that were, had problems with health and didn't survive or snakes that were born with issues and were euthanized or what have you, Cadavers. or sometimes, yeah. And basically all of his snakes are frozen to kind of weed out any kind of parasites or illnesses or whatever, right. and then thawed out and fed no different than you would feed a frozen thawed rat pup or a frozen fraud, fro excuse me, frozen thawed rat. So 
how long did it take Henry for you to start amassing before you actually acquired mango? Oh man, I was like about six months getting stuff, but it was really it was really here and there. It wasn't really enough for for when he came. But I you know I started this a long time before he even got here, and then right. you know I kept accumulating, accumulating. But then his I expected to get him in another three or four months, whatever it was, and then he just came the next day. Yeah. So so that kind of that kind of threw me off a little bit. But now. Uh, to be fair, probably now I have well over a hundred snakes in the freezer. Of all wow. the yeah, I'm yeah. probably way more than a hundred. And, and, and of course, all sizes too, because all sizes. As, as mango grows, mango needs bigger and bigger snakes. Well, it's not, yeah, and that plus the fact that now I'm not, I'm also not looking for mango. I'm looking for the next ones or the next right. babies or whatever, right. you know, right. um, because this is not going to be my last King Cobra. Yeah. Not by a long shot. Or maybe some other, you know, snake eating snakes, but you always have to have some, some, some kind of stuff. (laughs) And I don't, I'm probably going to catch a whole hell of a lot of crap for this, but doing what I've done, the fact that people are like, well, I feed them, I feed them rats because, you know, I can't get snakes and this. Look, man, you can get snakes. That's not a problem. I mean, you could either, you know, there's always wholesale B grade stuff that people are are, are willing to sell you. Um, you know, there's there's high 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 volume breeders that always have stuff that goes wrong. I mean, you just got to put a little work into it. I mean, that's all it takes, and it's not that difficult. So that's why it just like. Gives me agita every time I see somebody feeding them rats. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but has it always been, like, has Asian species always kind of been your sort of focus? Because, I mean, you post... Some of the stuff I've seen you post is mostly Asian-oriented. Yeah, I mean, my my, my favorite stuff is Asian. I mean, um, obviously, obviously, kings are Asian, Asian so, the, you know, there. But um, yeah, most of the stuff I tend to gravitate to are are, are Asian. Whether it's um, you know coral snakes, Asian coral snakes, um, uh, and viperids, um, mostly Asian viperids. I mean, you know, I like I like my white speckled rattlesnake as much as anybody. But uh, you like the white McGregor eye more, right? And if it was a bone white McGregor eye, even more than that. But yeah, it's it's always been it's it's always been Asian. But now, uh, you know, now I'm finding myself very attracted to um, Arabian cobras, Inaja arabica. Mm-hmm. I've been sending Phil pictures left and right every single day, and it's crazy because I've seen a handful in my day, and they're usually like a very, very attractive yellow or like a high contrast orange, and then the stuff that Henry is sending me recently is freaking crazy. Like yeah. The like picture the most amazing sunset monocle cobra you've ever seen. Now put it into like eighties retro pastel with no markings at all. Yeah, the the monocle pales in comparison. Yeah, it, breathtaking stuff. You know, he shows me this one that's jet black with like blood red tipping on the edge of the hood and down the sides of the lateral lines. 
like just amazing specimens. And because they come out of the, you know, Saudi peninsula, all those countries that are for the most part close to export. And a lot of the people that are there aren't snake people. So shy of it being like, Oh, look what I saw in the backyard. It doesn't really get shared too often. So it's it's kind of cool to see them coming around now, but like just to go back to Henry's, you know, I don't want to say obsession, but his enthusiasm with Southeast Asia, his Asian persuasion, his Asian My Asian persuasion, exactly. Let's I mean, Henry, Henry's done a lot of stuff in regards to Asian martial arts and Asian culture, and I think that also helps him kind of get on track with the snakes in terms of husbandry and learning, you know, regional differences and localities. And I mean, crap, that, that, Henry, don't you speak a little bit of Indonesian? Yeah, I, I, I used to speak more when I used to um, uh, train uh, Sea lot, which is the Indonesian martial art. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm slipping a little bit. But yeah, I speak fair enough. You know, I, I but now I find myself practicing more and more. So um, but I can I can manage my way through a conversation. Yeah, I mean, all the purple maculatus that I got this year, they all came in. Um, they actually came in from private breeders that Henry found and met on instagram nice yeah so it's actually been pretty awesome you know henry yeah. you know starts finding pictures on instagram and sees this guy in sumatra and that guy in java and this guy in singapore and he starts a conversation he says oh you gotta talk to my friend phil he likes those things and all of a sudden i find myself chatting with some guy in in you know phuket wondering how the hell i'm gonna get him to ship me snakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and it's funny because most of these people in, in Southeast Asia, they're they're very um, they they like what they do, and they're more than willing to share it, you know. So it's yeah. not it, it's not like I mean, and if you know the language, it's even better. How but, difficult you know, of a, a language is that to learn? What's that? How difficult of Indonesia, a language is it to learn? Indonesia is not that difficult. Really, it really isn't. Um, it's, it's, well, it's the worst part about it is, is you have to get used to people. They they talk really fast, or at least it seems like they talk really fast and, and you got to get used to that, but it's really not that hard. Thai is much, much, much harder. Thai is a lot of intonations and, 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 and things like that. And it's like, Oh my God. And Malaysian is the same thing. Malaysian, Malaysian and Indonesian, there's like a couple of words that are different, but it's basically the same. And Henry, do you uh, think yeah. that it was easier for you to learn because you also speak Spanish fluently? Um, Pronunciation-wise, yes, but learning, no. Learning was just, uh, um, just I, I kind of had to pound it because my instructor only spoke Indonesian at the time. So if we were going to communicate, she had to learn a little English. I had to learn a little Indonesian. There was <laughs> no way. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. That's awesome. And 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 that's you know that's that's the thing. But yeah, um, it's it's always been it's always been the Asian stuff. It's just I find that the Asian stuff is the prettiest too. It just happens to be. Uh, it's nothing, you know. I mean, you know, look at uh, you know what's nicer than in Solaris, right? Yeah, a, a shawl tie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, those things, dude. Yeah, but but if you notice, most of them are just the most attractive ones are usually usually venomous mm-hmm. and usually from 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 Southeast Asia for whatever reason I no clue but yeah well even the ones I that mean, aren't like super bright like the Malabars you know those are those well, are pretty you, there's a bunch of Malabars too. have you seen have you seen the variety that that Malabars come in 
I've only seen a couple different sort of variations, but I wouldn't. Oh be my god, there's there was a more. Ton of them. There's some that are red, some are greenish. I mean, some are kind of unsightly, like meh. But other ones are super nice. Um, there was one. Well, no, it's not. It's a Trimeris. I forget the name now. Um, him Himalayana, something like that. That I could have sworn it was a Malabar Pit Viper, but it's 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 a Himalayan Pit Viper. And it's red. It's gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Look it up. Himalayan Pit Viper. It's really, really nice. Um, but yeah, all the stuff over there, and 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 it's a lot of variety too. The the variety is ridiculous. I mean, even even yeah. like like uh, among king cobras, you know, they're they're super different. They are, but they're not. But there's some places where they're. Just you see one and you go, wow, I've never seen that before. Like mango, mangoes, mangoes, hopefully you'll keep on. Mango's red. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you don't know how many people I get like on Instagram and stuff like that. I didn't know those came in that color. Oh, well, now you do. Yeah, it was all pretty, colors. When, when Henry started shopping for his most recent king, uh, I don't want to say it like that, but like when, you know, just to well, call yeah. what it is. When Henry starts shopping for his most recent king, he starts showing me, he's like, hey, man, I'm really looking at this. I'm looking at that. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And these were animals that, I mean, as far as I knew, doing venomous as long as I've done it, we really only had a couple different types of kings. We had, you know, Malayans that were, you know, an olive drab. You had Indonesian stuff that was like poop brown. And then you had some crazy, quote unquote, banded Chinese stuff. And that was it, really. Nobody really went in depth into you know localities or regional phenotypes or anything and henry mm-hmm. started showing me all these different types and he's like well there's no such thing as a banded king and this actually doesn't come from here it's actually from here but they export it out of there it's very similar with the chondros and and, and mm-hmm. learning yeah. where they actually come from opposed to where people say they're from because i think i think what's happened here and i, I guess because i wasn't i wasn't active in the reptile thing at the time when, say, Thailand was closed or India was closed or any of these places. But for whatever reason, and I, I don't know what it is, I don't think too many. I think basically what came over here to the States were Indonesian and and Malayan. That's it. Um, maybe some a few banded Chinese, but that's another story. I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. But um, that was later on, and that was a little shady. But... Um, uh, that's it. And, and I can't for the life of me, uh, and, and think of why, because there's, there's so many out there that are really, really nice. And, and, you know, at some point these all were available, you know, I mean, Thailand hasn't been closed since the beginning of time. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while, but in, even India, India wasn't closed forever. It's true. You, you know, but nobody, it. nobody, nobody got the idea. Hey, this looks good. I, I'm not. I'm, I, I can't answer that. I'm. I don't even. I don't know why. But I yeah. would have. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. Is that you know people really don't understand how many different species are in in are in just India. I think it's like India has like over 200 endemic snake species, and like some of them are branched out, and some of the species are found in other countries, and they're you know specific phenotypes to just India, but. You know, India has so many different animals, and I often wonder that myself as to why people didn't import from there, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And we don't have, you know, certain species that would be wonderful in the pet trade that now we'll, in theory, never get, you know. Well, well, now that now that you mentioned that, 
um, as a matter of fact, I was listening to a, it wasn't a pod, podcast, it was more like a webinar, or whatever you kids call it nowadays, but um, it was Romulus, and he was, he was talking man. about Whitaker. And, the the and man. Was, yeah, the man. He was um he was talking about basically he was talking about the big four you know the 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 crate the uh, the cobra Russells and yeah. and uh, Soskin yeah um he's talking about uh, you know all this how you know the anti venoms and stuff like that and apparently you know we see one type of spectacle cobra. Which is you know a little light coming from coming from India, which is a little light one with the nice spectacles and stuff like that. But he says there's like five or six different. I I don't remember the number exactly. Five or six different Indian cobras, some of which look nothing like others. Like in in the northern part, I, I forget the actual Indian state or province or whatever it is. But in the northern part of India, there's a black spectacle cobra. With a gray underbelly, it and that's like not—it looks not like Karachiensis. No, it looks nothing like Karachiensis, and it's much blacker and deeper. It's deep black, like a, like a Moroccan. Wow, that's awesome. yeah, and it looks—it's gray on the bottom. Looks like a place for the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> that's so cool. It's fantastic, and and the reason the reason for that whole thing was that that all of their venoms are different. You know the the anti venom for for the for the spectacle doesn't work on all of them the same like that northern one it doesn't work very well and it's it's now, kind of weird but but now yeah, have I they mean, developed they, have they developed mono monovalent anti venoms for those particular species or do I, you just like use I, this the standard and cross your fingers I think that they're bringing attention to it so it happens I, I don't think it's happened because I think the only as far as I know. The only um, they don't even have king cobra anti venom, really, because no, nobody gets bit by king cobras. Oh wow! Yeah, it's funny because they just don't. Um, and if you ever see king cobra rescues from India, um, I'm look at them. They're all over. They're all over YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. I mean, whether it's a jai or whether it's um, whether it's gauri. Um, I mean, these animals just go with you, like, oh, oh, rescue, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. I mean, they're very, they're very compliant and they're very docile. It's and, very and, interesting. Yeah, and apparently nobody ever gets bit, so they don't have anti venom for it. But their big problem, obviously, is the saw scale, the Russells. But that's they have the they have the polyvalent for that, but they don't have um, they don't have monovalent. But I guess they're trying to you know raise awareness that hey, you know, not all cobras are the same. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the one snake that my child continually talks about is king cobras and she just came in and was like are you guys talking about king cobras and so now now she wants to give her facts about king cobras whoa wait uh oh oh god hold on Uh, are y'all there my bad phone fell king cobras can live up to 20 species uh huh. Did you know that? Impressive. She like I'm one, day, one day we got in the car and she was like, "I want to kill a king cobra." And I was like, "What?" It's like why? Well, she's 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 getting started on the right foot then. Henry is proud. 
because you know, from if if I'm just gonna tell, I'm just gonna put it out right now. If she's interested in King Cobras now, everything is downhill from there. <laughs> right, right. Everything's just, just downhill. That just means we need, to, young. we need to take her to the yeah, riverbank exactly. zoo so she can see the King Cobra they have there. Did you tell him about the docu- the documentary that we watched about the King Cobra? Yeah, there's that? a documentary on Disney Plus in the National Geographic section about oh, King no, Cobras. Oh no, I cried. I cried at the end of it. And she, yeah, she wanted to watch cried? it one night, and so we watched it. I cried at the end of it. Why? Well, because you know the whole Viking funeral thing was was kind of sad. You know I what I'm talking about? about? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, the Viking funeral was not fun. I didn't enjoy that at all. Okay, Phil. Since you don't know, what happened is it's it's this documentary. They 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 had tagged like a female king and a and a male king, right? And um, during breeding season, they bred. Another interesting thing was the male stayed with the female after breeding for about 30 days. Okay. Protecting her. Wow. Yeah. And another bigger male came and fought off the baby daddy of the litter, of the clutch. Right. And uh, tried to get with her. She wanted nothing because she's already got eggs. And um, he ate her. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, he ate her and he regurged because she was huge. Yeah, I was irritated because he kills her, eats her, and then throws her back up. I'm like, all of that was just a waste. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can watch it now. Typical man for you. and, And apparently that happens a little more often than not in India. Well, I I mean, maybe everywhere from what I know, but. Huh? I felt bad for the people tracking them because they were tracking her on foot. Like they were following know, her literally I by know, foot. That was, and it's like, man, that would suck. You just did all that, that was tracking. Rough. Yeah. And I and I don't remember I don't remember if it was I think it was a Jai in that Jai in in that in that uh documentary, but at the end, you know, they do the uh, the necropsy she had, I don't know how many eggs inside, which was sad as it is. And then he like wraps her up in a thing and and you know gives her a funeral pyre like you know like like the trojans right right yeah, yeah so yeah i don't i don't know if i can watch that no no, no i was yeah, like oh you know this is thing by the end i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no no so yeah that was not good that was a good waste of an animal that could have been sitting in my house right now <laughs> <laughs> right that wouldn't have happened to her if she was with me but but look on the bright side. How many of these? How many people have watched that show on Disney Plus and now are knowledgeable about King Cobras and possibly going to you know spread the knowledge? My child. Yeah. No, I, it's it's a really good documentary. I mean, you know, if right, you're not I'll, invested in the it. animal, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's actually really good. I'm just kind of was kind of invested in I the animal. To, if I start to get you know watered up or welled up, whatever you want to say, I'll, I'll turn it off. <laughs> I, oh, just, yeah, no, no, I was no. just more perturbed by the level of suck of man we just followed this king for like weeks yeah that's gotta be so it disappointing didn't move, and then we come to find out it hasn't moved because it got eight. Oh, that's rough <laughs> that's rough and boy do they move because these people had to follow them for kilometers and kilometers and kil- I mean miles I mean, so that wasn't like, oh, he's in, uh, he's in a little park here. No, this was like big time jungle trekking. That's crazy. Well, going yeah. back to what you were talking about with 
you know, their caging and stuff like that. Like knowing, like it's well documented that these things move a lot. And so, yeah, yeah I think do. to say that they need a bigger cage is kind of a given. Yeah. I mean, and I've, and I've, again, I've, I've heard a lot of the Indian guys talk about this and, and, you know, they, obviously they, they, their belief is that they shouldn't be kept yeah. at all. But if they are kept, um, you know, probably something the size of a room at the very least, you know, according to them. But I, I mean, I, I believe in big, it also depends on your animal too. If your animal's a lazy slug, then, you know, it could, but, but at least I would, um, I mean, mangoes, mangoes, in a mangoes in a pretty big enclosure now, actually, he looks really tiny in it. Mangoes about five feet, eight inches long. Say five and a half feet, just mm-hmm. for the sake. And, and he's only what nine months old? Nine months old. Wow. Yeah. He's gonna be a big boy, but um, but he's in a cage that's forty-eight by thirty tall by twenty-eight deep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's still because of because of the depth of the cage and the height of the cage, he's still got plenty. You know, he's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he were to stretch out, he's actually longer than the cage, but he's still fine. But his next cage is probably going to be, uh, if it's still up here, upstairs, it's probably going to be a 10-footer. Like 10 by 5 or 6 by 3 or 4. And I think also one thing that, that Henry's not touching on is that Mango's cage, Henry has lots of different uh, utilization of the space. So, like, there's space there's logs efficiency. and there's... Yeah, there's there's logs, there's there's live plants growing. It is a bioactive enclosure. There's mm-hmm. a water basin, so like there's stuff for him to use the vertical space as even because it's thirty inches tall, he can yeah. use the vertical space and still stay terrestrial if he decided to. You know, so the, there's plenty of room used for him to traverse and not feel like he's only using the flat bottom surface area. And, and to be fair, and I probably shouldn't say this because it's just a bad thing to say but i let mango loose all the time in the room and he just goes wherever he wants i mean there's there's the room is pretty much lo- i mean i don't leave him there i'm saying while i'm there yeah um, supervised supervised exploration he's supervised but he, i let him explore do whatever he's gonna do as long as you know and he's fine with it he moves around all the time does this does that sometimes find himself a hole where he you know just hides in but um I mean, as far as movement and exercise goes, he's he's pretty good. But I, I do think they need larger than normal enclosures, for, for right. definitely for sure. And right. and a lot of people, th- you know, a lot of these animals. I, and I'll tell you, well, let's go back to Tom. Um, Tom has um, this king cobra. It's not his; it's Ray's, but it's it's the one that bit Tyler Nolan. Okay, his name's Naga. Now, we were talking about it because because. Um, he just saw that mango was really like kind of like docile and he says oh it's because because of all the you know interaction you give him yeah it's 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 that and he was telling me that now they used to be in the big vision you know the big like an underground what is it like an eight foot vision yeah i think it's eight by like eight by eight by three deep something like that yeah it's it's like a a big arboreal display vision yeah it's a big arboreal display vision but it's not it's not big. It's it's kind of, it's not. It's not big. But anyway, so so now he's in like a, a twelve or thirteen by six foot tall by like eight foot deep or something like that. Right. And he says you would be surprised how that animal has calmed down. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, because think about it. And, and this, these are things I noticed because, like, uh, Mango is ferocious if if you're in his space. Right. Like right. his his hide, his, his 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 personal bubble, his personal space. Like when he was right. in a tub, when he was in, was in, when he was in a smaller tub. If I stuck my hand in the tub, I'd be a dead man. Right. But I could literally touch him, grab him, do whatever I want when he's outside because it's not his personal space. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like now this, the space he's in got bigger. And I think that's happened. That happens with these guys. It's their personal space versus a bigger space. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're also talking about arguably the most intelligent or one of the top, you know, three or five most intelligent snakes on the planet. Right. You know, pr problem solving intelligence. So, yep. you know, they, it's not like a, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not like a, a an intelligent, Let's just say scrub python, for example, that that knows what's going on. This animal is actually watching you and is going to counter what you're doing. And yeah, also, he's sitting there analyzing you. Right, most definitely, most definitely. So I yeah, guess like, it's, it's safe to say that Henry, you think like they're as magical and mystical as everyone sort of says they are. Oh yeah, I mean they're 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 great. I mean to to be fair, if you could if you have the if you can logistically care for one, let's put it that way. If you can feed it, if you can house it, they're fantastic. I mean, these are animals. These animals make you think. I mean, they could be as as squirrely as a as a as a papuan taipan, or or as docile and nothing as a corn snake. Hmm. Yeah, but how fast does it change between corn snake and taipan? <laughs> uh, it's it, it could be in a second. I literally, he could start perfect and then blink of an eye, go, go bonkers for what you think is no reason. Hmm. But yeah, I mean that's 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 just how they are. But they're 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 terrific. I mean they're super super smart. Um, I'll give you an example. He was, um, and this is just saying I'm just telling you anecdotally because I mean there's millions of examples from millions of people. But um, he, oh, you guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I don't know what happened there. Um, but for example, I, I fed him a live, oh, these people going to get pissed off, but I fed him a live corn snake. Mm -hmm. It was kinked. It was going to die or at the very least it was going to get put down. So I fed it to him and he normally bites anywhere. It doesn't really matter because it's dead. And I guess he's figured out, you know, all envenomated anywhere. It doesn't really matter, but he bit it in the tail, the towards the tail. And it took literally like 17 minutes for that thing to die. Hmm. And you could visibly tell he was frustrated. <laughs> I mean, you can tell he was yanking on it. He was doing this, doing that. But he was visibly frustrated as, why are you not dying? Okay, fine. So I was like, okay, finally he ate it. No problem. And then the next feeding came. I, I forgot what I fed. It doesn't really even matter. The moment I put it in his enclosure, bam, went for the head. And that, that, time, that, bam, that feeding for the head. That feeding after the live, that was a frozen thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so ever learned, since then, yeah, he learned. I gotta go for the head. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's stuff like that that you see that you go, huh? And also the he used to go out like every couple of days when he was really a baby. Like when he was hungry, you could tell he was hungry because he would go out and, and, and he was very timid. So it would be like in his in his in his in his hide all the time, and then he'd come out. And you know, he wanted food because he came out hunting. He was hunting, 
You give him his food. By like about three or four, three or four feedings like this, he was like, okay, I don't need to go up. Moron's going to come feed me in like four days. <laughs> so you see like around, the, like, like around the fourth or fifth day when he was supposed to, when he was going to get fed, you'd see him peeking his head out. You there? Oh, yeah. Where's my food? Oh, yeah. no food? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that. It sounds silly, but it really, I mean, you could, you know, it, they're smart. They're really smart, and God forbid you got one that wants to kill you, because that's when they're that's when they show they're smart. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen in the past we had you know kings in underground and and friends that had kings that were juveniles and stuff, and you know they knew that exactly how each person took the animal out. So they knew that you know if Ethan was taking the snake out, it was gonna Ethan was gonna hook the mid body and you know bring the tail to him. Yeah. Other other ones, you know, would bring half of the body out and let it dangle outside the vision cage and then touch the body. So depending on the person, that snake would swing around and be right in your face or it would kind of just let you do it. it, it, it they're, they're too smart for their own good sometimes. Yeah. Like, like Mango doesn't like to be, um, doesn't like the hook at all. So the first thing he does, the moment he's on the hook, he takes the hook from you. <laughs> I mean, why, why don't you elaborate so that people understand that? I okay. you. Uh, let's say you single hook. Let, let's say you single hook them anywhere in the body. I mean, perfectly acceptable. I mean, they'll they'll ride the hook. Well, they do, but Mango will immediately turn around, climb up on the hook, and be in your face. Yes, yeah, so he's literally slithering up the shaft of the hook no. towards the handler. Yeah, more like flying, but yeah. <laughs> Wings out and everything. Wings out and everything. Yeah, he'll he'll immediately take control of the hook and say, this is mine. Leave me alone. I mean, he's gotten a little over that, but he's still every once in a while, he just fly up that hook and like meet you right in the face going, Hey, what's up? It's actually, I've been, I've been meaning to come over cause it's probably been about three or four months since I've been over. Well, the last time he, came, he tried to go up on the hook with you, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't let him, but he tried, right. he tried very hard. But it yeah. makes me wonder if, if I came back, you know, would he remember me from that last time or would he not try and ride the hook? Um, he rides the hook pretty well now. Um, he may try you. I would, I would expect him to try you. Yeah. Well, come on, maybe, maybe come by Sunday or something. Yeah. We got to, we got to try that out. Yeah. Because I mean, he's, he's, he could be handled Sunday already. I mean, he will leave Monday or Tuesday, something like that. But he's doing fine. He ain't, he's 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 doing well. But these are the things like they're they're really smart. They know okay, no hook, you can't handle me. Yeah, you know it's kind of stuff like that. And and the thing is, like a lot of people won't. I hate to say this again, but um, a lot of people won't realize it because they have a lot of animals. And nothing against anybody that has a lot of animals. That's fine. I don't really, you know, I, I I'm not judging. But um, you know, when the 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 le least animals you have, obviously, the more time you can dedicate to each, and you know you find interesting stuff about them. You know where otherwise, you know, you have a bunch, and you're like, I mean, I, I you know, yeah. you just don't have the time. Now, something I think about with kings is, and I don't know, this is maybe kind of a theory, I guess. Like you see pictures and videos of people handling them. You know, like they're nothing. I feel like, in a way, that sort of makes people lose sight of just how toxic they are. 
Like, yeah. Like, because it's um, not like a Russell's Viper or something where it's, like, sort of super aggro and, like, looks kind of hardcore, like, people realize, don't don't seem to kind of maybe forget just how, how quick one of these things can put yeah, you I down. Think, I think it's very easy to forget because um, it, you, you see them just kind of, like, hanging out. Like I said, it's a whole corn snake thing. Oh, it's like a corn snake. Yeah, but you know what? A corn snake will bite you, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. consequences the consequences are a lot less severe, obviously. I also think it has a lot to do with it has a lot to do with people not seeing what the behind the scenes of that photo or the behind the scenes of that. Well, video. yeah, that's you know yeah. they they see a picture of a guy holding this big impressive you know majestic king cobra and they're thinking wow it's so awesome the cobra lets him pick him up and hold him in the air like that and it's like no there is thirty forty minutes of them tiring that animal out prior to that photo being taken or 25, 30, 40 minutes of them, you know, evading this animal that is in full defense mode because it's being surrounded by five or six human predators in its mind and it's defensive and it's whipping its tail and it's musking and it's growling and it's hooded up and it's exerting all this energy to try and evade these five giant human predators to the point where finally it's out of gas and it just, says all right fine you got me you know whatever take the damn picture and then, and then they get their picture and then and then there's always the guy behind the picture getting his attention right exactly there's there's you know, always a guy off camera with a, a guy hat. yeah baseball hat or like a, a towel and he's waving it in the air trying to get the cobra's attention so that the cobra doesn't swing around and bite the handler in the face hey phil by the way since you bought up musk i have one word for you peanut yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Henry and I recently set up some uh, Boiga dendrophila for a breeding project, and we have determined that Boiga dendrophila musk literally smells like peanuts. Hmm. 100% smells like peanuts. 100%. And at first you're like, no, it doesn't. At first you're like, no, it doesn't. And you go to smell your hand, and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. But wait a minute. That's freaking peanuts. That's freaking Jiffy right there. Hmm. It's Jiffy. It smells like Jiffy. That's weird. It smells like Jiffy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't so. know. I, like, I think about, you know, uh, what is his name? Uh, Ali Ayub up in North Carolina when he got bit. Like, I remember reading that by report and how quick, you know, it took effect on him. And then was it Luke Humans over in the UK who died? You know, stuff like that. From like, dendrophilia? No, from Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one's died from dendrophila musk. Well, see, the thing, the thing, well, okay, here's the thing, too, with a king bite. I mean, the venom isn't particularly that terrible, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, other stuff. I mean, it's terrible. But um, the problem is, if, usually when people get bit by a king, the king latches on and just starts pumping venom into you. Yeah. So, basically, your, your problems aren't coming from the venom problems are coming from the amount of a foreign fluid being injected into you mm-hmm. yeah what's what's the yield a uh, yield is like oh god uh like uh, it's like probably a two lot. table i want to say two tablespoons yeah i was gonna say two tablespoons maybe per venom gland or one wow. tablespoon per venom gland i don't remember it's huge yeah so it's, imagine imagine taking two tablespoons full of maple syrup and just injecting it right in your vein like, yeah, that's horrible. Because not only that, because you, you have to understand, some some um, 
Some king cobras can inject you, you know, if it's a hefty one, it'll probably inject you up to a gram of venom. But that gram of venom, of dry venom, is is comes in a ton of liquid, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you're looking at that, you know, what happens if you take 27 cc's of Coca-Cola and inject it into you? Yeah. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, and that and that's that's your that's part of the problem. And then you know because because that could kill you that could kill you in minutes. Yeah, that's not oh the venom taking effect. No, no, that's that's the that's just a ton of fluid being injected into you. Yeah, Coca Cola just, or maple syrup pumping through your veins into your heart, all that crap. Yeah, it's crazy. And then your organs start start to shut down immediately, and it's like oh Nelly. Yep. Yeah, it's it's bad. But um I mean, you know, fortunately they're not that prone to bite. I mean you really have to like really mess with them. And um I mean they're 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 okay, they're pretty good. They're pretty they're you know, there's there's always gonna be that one that's a that's a psychopath, you know. It was yeah. a serial killer in his past life. <laughs> you know, and he just decided to carry it over to this one. But um yeah, I mean it's not, you know. They're, they're they're all right. They're 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 doable. But I love again, it. He's I mean, the he's size, dedicated. Size is an issue. He's dedicated his life to a particular species, and he's he's becoming one of, the, in my opinion, one of the leading experts of them in captivity. And then on podcast, he goes, "Yeah, they're all right. They're all right." But to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I've had a lot of people. I I've I've had a lot of people that I've talked to and that have have been like a load of information like more information than a human can process you know there's right. a lot of people smarter than me and uh particularly in southeast asia not not so much here but um <laughs> southeast asian places like that they a lot of smart people and um well and and uh, speaking on the smart people uh the reason i the reason i've been putting you off on your on your on your article is because of some of these smart people are trying to divide them into different species or subspecies or, or multitude of different things they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no point in putting out something like that and then looking like a dodo because, you know, something came out a week after. Yeah. No, that makes sense. We've talked about it. And, it, and it's supposed to be, you know, fairly soon. I mean, there's one camp that just wants to um, divide them into a bunch of, uh, of, of species of king cobra. And then there's another camp that wants certain areas to be a completely different species, like not Ophiophagus Hannah. So you basically have one group of individuals who wants to classify them as Ophiophagus, blah, 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 blah. As far as I know, of, yeah. Just in terms like of keeping the genus of Ophiophagus and then having right, species yeah. within that genus, and there's other people that want to actually make all these individual kings their own individual genuses. Correct. Monotypic. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Very interesting. And and I, I I'm not I mean I haven't seen enough DNA to to agree with that or disagree with that. What I would like to see when they break it up is something like you know, like like Cretalis, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, they're all rattlesnakes, but they're different. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's a you lot. Know, like, like to it's see a lot like stay- chondros. You know, there's right. I'd like to see them stay uh, like Ophiophagus Hannah and then Ophiophagus Hannah, whatever, whatever. Like to me, when a... you talk when you talk to me, I never tell you what's a king cobra. I always tell you what's well, a western Thai king cobra, or it's a 
uh, a Sumatran King Cobra or Philippine King Cobra, whatever, you know, I, I never, so to me, it would be the same thing. You know, it wouldn't change much. Yeah. But I think, I mean, again, I, you know, science is science. I don't know if there's enough data to, 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 um, to actually say, well, this is completely different. Cause if you look like it, if you look at a genetic, um, a genetic profile of like Southern ties and, uh, and Northern ties up to like China, certain parts of China. Um, these Southern ties are completely, they're fairly different, but you could also tell because ones are the banded ones are the not banded, you know? So they physically actually look different. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but I, as far as if it was up to me, I guess I would do, you know, banded and non-banded. But there's it, there's more into it than that because the Indians in itself, there's like five different types of Indians, I think. Three or five. I don't remember. But, um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, hopefully it happens soon, sooner than later. But then the only thing that's going to happen there, and I always tell Phil about this, is that just everything's going to go from vulnerable to endangered. Mm-hmm. Like at the blink in the blink of an eye. Yep. And when some aren't, because really in India, I don't know if you knew this or not, but in India they're least concerned. Ooh. Really? Yeah, they're everywhere. Okay. There is no, there is no danger of them. You know, I mean, yeah, you have deforestation and stuff like that, but they're they're pretty common. They're not like oh, like in certain parts of Thailand, like there's a um southern Thai. Okay, the southern Thais look just like the Malaysians, right? But there is a particular southern tie that you, you, you know the Malaysians get brownish, bronzish in, in um, the dark color, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. These were greenish. Hmm. Like imagine a greenish Malaysian. Like a like a Konyasoma green. No, 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 no. Like an olive camo green. Okay. Like an army green. Like an army green ish. Okay. Yeah. So that one, you can't find that in the wild anymore. Is that because I mean, of that, deforestation or? I, you know, who knows? Deforestation, you know, food trade. Who the hell knows? Probably all of it. Right. Gallbladders for aphrodisiacs. What's that? Yeah, right. Gallbladders for aphrodisiacs. Exactly. Right. Because, hey, everything's an aphrodisiac. I mean, we just lump it all into human encroachment. That's it. Yeah, I mean, basically, it all comes down to that. It's all it's all human encroachment, anyway. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they get those are gone. So that's that's one that's that's that's. Good. But I think the rest are. I mean, there's some places that they're super super rare, but um, but I'd say like India should. But that's going to be everything's going to be endangered, endangered or critically endangered when they split it up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of rare king cobras, uh, what was that one that you said that was Nepalese? Oh, the one in the mountains. The, there was the, the new species in in Nepal. No, it's not a new species. What it is 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 it's in it's not in Nepal. It's in northern India. It's, okay. Oh my God, what's the name of the? I forget now the the name of the the name of the province or, or state of India. Uh, what happened was, I guess there was a lot of encroachment um, in that area, and the it was it was a paper the other day on it. It was it was or an article. It was very interesting, um, and apparently the king cobras decided they were going to split 
and move up into the mountain. So now they're finding them, and not like not like onesies, twosies, like a population up oh, seven thousand yeah, yeah. feet. I remember that. Seven thousand feet. Yeah. And and they're making instead of making their nest with um with bamboo or other leaves, they make it with pine cones, pine uh, pine needles. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. That's super. They find a way, man. Yeah, they find a way. They, they find, find a way. way. And the thing is that it's dead cold up there. Right. I mean, you said 7,000 feet above sea level? Seven, seven, 72 or 7,600 feet. Wow. Because I had to, like, kind of, in my mind, do meters to feet. So, give or take. They're like the Boellans yeah, that... of the Kings. What's that? Yeah. So, they're like the Boellans of the Kings. Pretty much. And I'm thinking, I mean, I haven't, I've, I've seen, I have pictures of them, but uh, I'm thinking to myself that they probably don't change color. They probably stay dark. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, right? Yeah, because. Just like the like, Yeah, because, like, yeah, it's the same thing, it, depending on the temperature. If you, if you keep, if you keep one of these dark, you know, banded kings at a low temperature, they're always, you know, going to stay dark and banded. I had a. I had a, a friend somewhere in China who had a um, who had a king that was for three years was black with white bands. I mean black, and then and then in the winter, it got black, black, and the bands disappeared. You showed me pictures. Yeah, that was pretty I think awesome. I remember Phil talking about that. He, yeah, yeah. And then it was it was the most oh, I wanted it so bad, and. Um, but then I, he moved. It moved to a fr- a friend of his um, took it because he couldn't. He, he had too many kings, and a friend of his took it. And I guess the temperature must have been different where his friend is at. And all of a sudden, two sheds in, he was back to you know regular Yunnan colors. Wow, which was interesting. And then I asked my friend Montre, and he said, no. I mean, he said the only thing he can imagine is the um, that not that it's an opt- octogenic. Is that the word I'm looking for? Octogenic change? Yeah. Okay. Not an octogenic change, but it was more like maybe he was keeping him. It's as simple as maybe he's just keeping him too cold. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. So, um, so that I wonder, and I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of pictures of the ones up in the mountains, and Urataka. Um, I don't remember, but um, they they were black with white bands. It was really 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 attractive animal. Just you know, pretty much like I like them. But uh, yeah, super super impressive. And and I I don't know what they're if they're going to investigate those more. But uh, it's it's very interesting how they got. I, I just want to know how they survive. Yeah, man. I mean, well, they already you already said that they they don't use the normal leaf litter. They're going to pine needles. Yeah, you know that's impressive on its own because. You're talking about an animal that uses its body with no arms, no legs, no digits to make a nest. And then now they're having to improvise with a different form of media to still make this quote unquote nest. And here's the thing, because I think of weird stuff like this. Um, If the nests that they make are completely waterproof. Oh, yeah. Everything stays dead dry and it's just leaves put together, but it's completely waterproof and people have tried to recreate it and they can't nobody knows why but they're completely waterproof i wonder if the same as uh with the pine needles that'd be interesting this is just yeah. stuff i wonder because i got nothing else to do 
Well, I'd imagine they're right. smaller one. They're smaller too. Like they're a smaller variety than the the ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer to the For coast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and it's funny because a lot of these places where you have these smaller ones, there's a small. There's usually some sort of small population where they're gigantic again. But in general, they're smaller. It's weird. That's another thing I wanted to. That's another thing I wanted to bring up is that people have this misconception that all king cobras are going to get, you know, twenty feet long and you know as thick as your thigh, and that's very, very much not true. Ooh. Which no, ones no, no, are? No. Which ones are the ones that are are like get the biggest as far as the populations? Technically, I think it's it's the southern ties that mm-hmm. get that get the biggest, but um, man, the ones from Goa in in western India are. In, they average about 14 feet long. And that doesn't matter, male or female? Uh, no, I think, no, the females are, are usually less, but but um, but not a lot. Yeah, because kings are one of those species where boys get bigger than girls, right? Yeah, yeah, considerably. Like, for example, um, like northern ties or Chinese, like uh, my friends, my friends Yunnan, um, the, the female was like about, she was three, four years old, and she was about six and a half maybe seven feet long wow that's it and the male is probably gonna, the, the male is probably going to be like 11 feet long maybe like andaman island kings are really small like a big andaman island male is probably 10 10 11 feet long wow i mean that and just goes female. back to the whole that goes back to the whole conversation about island species and how they don't have the space so they don't grow as big you know it's like yeah. the like the retics and some of the other smaller pythons and stuff. It's yeah. just, that's just how it happens. Food availability. Yeah, yeah right? Well, food availability, yeah. And, and when you have like certain mountains, like like high elevation species too, I mean, there's there's periods of the year where you're not hunting, you're sleeping. Yeah. And again, this is a species that only eats snakes and lizards. Yeah. So that makes it even more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering, well, like, what the hell these people are eating at seventy six hundred feet? Yeah, right. Yeah, I how mean, many other reptiles like, are up there? The Himalayan pit vipers. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting oh. if you if we could get stomach contents of some of those species for whatever reason, see if they've actually switched to some kind of mammal or bird. Yeah, well, that's what I w- I would wonder if it would be similar to like what you see with uh like mangshans and uh asmiops yeah. and you know those other montane of all species yeah gloideus yeah yeah gloideus gloideus very interesting, very interesting. gloideus that's what so the Himalayan is gloideus i believe so Asian Himalayana or something. I don't. I don't remember, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a Glodius. Glodius. So now mango is definitively a mangoy orange color on his chest, and then it fades to a predominantly reddish body. And he is he is not Sumatran. He is Sumatran for all intents and purposes, unless somebody can prove to me a hundred percent otherwise. Right. But um, I was told. That the only real red ones from Indonesia were from uh, um, what's this place called? Malawi. Malawi. It's an island. It's, it's, it's a series of islands next, right adjacent to to Sumatra. 
And for uh-huh. the record, uh, for the record, everyone listening, that mango is actually a captive bred specimen from a breeder in Sumatra who specializes in cobras. Yes. Like so I, not, I, I don't. It's not I don't some do, wild caught critter. That no, no, I don't bred. do wild caught. I don't yeah. do wild caught unless. Yeah, I feel like wild caught kings probably wouldn't do so hot. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work. I mean. An adult wild caught is probably as much work as 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 a baby king. It's the equivalent because they're 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 just gonna be a mess. Yeah, and I, you don't you don't have the benefit of being able to feed baby snakes or smaller pieces of snake. You have to find larger prey to and and get it to hopefully co- cohorts it onto using frozen thought. Yeah, and then the the other thing is okay. What if? What if he just? Because that's another thing. These guys sometimes like a particular type of snake, and that's it. Like in India, it, there was there was one of those trackers in India. I I think it was the same ones as in the, in the documentary. I want to say, but um, there was a particular male king that would travel like a lot, but his thing was he liked Malabar pit vipers, and that's all he ate were Malabar pit vipers. Hmm. And, wow. and nothing, nothing. I mean, he had to eat a lot more because they're 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 small compared to the size that he was. But that's all he ate. So what happens if he brings something over and all he eats are Malabar pit vipers? Yeah, I just don't see that being a species that that establishes well in a captive environment. You know, like there's some like I feel like adult Ganyasoma don't do yeah. well. Like some adult I mean, chondros do, don't do, do well. I just don't. It's a lot of work. I just feel like there's it's, some that just never completely settle. Like they never 100% compared to captive bred animals, they just never 100% are comfortable well, in captivity. Well, here's the thing: we go back to the space. These things travel like I, I don't know, like 75 kilometers in in in, in or 50 something kilometers in, in a month's time. That's a lot. Yeah. And you, you have know an animal I mean? that is intelligent. It's intelligent, and it. It knows what's happened. It knows it got plucked out of the jungle. It knows that it went on this boat ride, this plane ride. And now all of a sudden it's in our enclosure going, what the hell happened? I was just looking at rice patties like a week ago. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's a big factor. Cool. Yeah, it, it plays a big factor opposed to something like Mango where he was born in captivity. He was catered to exactly how he should be in captivity Yep. And then he was, you know, essentially sold to Henry, who's been doing his research for umpteen years to make sure that, you know, he doesn't have a single hiccup or a single problem. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's had it pretty easy. But, I mean, captive ones generally, yeah, they, they do a lot better. That's not to say, I mean, if you have a, a, a clutch, you know, you're not going to have issues because some of them are going to refuse to eat. You're going to have some of them die. That's just the way it is. Well, I also think, too, is um, not to toot my own horn, but the same way that, like, Billy keeps Justin on track with like magazine articles, magazine stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to keep Henry on track and Henry's like, Oh, should we do this? Should we do that? I was like, no man, just leave him alone. Just yeah, let him no. chill. And that was, I know that was a big thing for Henry because Henry's waited so long to get this specific animal. And finally he has it. And he, he's calling me. He says, bro, I want to, I want to open and check the temperatures. I was like, don't check the temperatures. Just leave him alone. Check them yeah. in the morning. You know, yeah, and that, plays think, a, I, that plays a whole thing to it. I do it less, but I'm still very helicopter mom. You know? Right, but but you can be helicopter mom now that he's established and chill and it's yeah now months. yeah yeah. But in yeah, the but beginning, you know, you, you have to fight those urges to 
to to use that temp gun because every single time you open the container, he's freaking out, looking at he's you. Going, oh my out. god, monster! Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I mean, stress, and that's, stress plays the whole thing. And keep them unstressed, and that's 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 part of the battle right there, really. But um, yeah. I mean, you know, what what he's um he has a pretty good actually. He's got it damn good. <laughs> He's got it pretty good. Yeah. He can't complain, even though he does. Henry the helicopter mom. But yeah, no. <laughs> and that that comes actually, believe it or not, that comes from raising bulldog puppies. Oh yeah, let's talk about that too, because Henry is actually a champion, a multiple champion, blue world ribbon English class. world champion. I don't know about world champion. English bulldog. Thank breeder. you very much, though. Blue ribbon shit. Yeah, but what and and the thing. That's that's where I get the helicopter mom thing because you know when you raise little bulldog puppies, and these are English bulldogs, um, you know there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. I mean they can aspirate, get pneumonia, get this, get that, and you literally on top of it, twenty four seven, for the first I don't know four four weeks of life, and literally twenty four seven, you know. And that's if the mother's good. If the mother's not really into it, then, you know, you got other issues. But there's a lot of stuff that go wrong. And, and then you, you train yourself. You're kind of, like, on it. You know, it's like, but, like, too on it, you know, you're, like, you're like overbearing on it. Carrying them to death. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, you okay? Are you breathing? Are you breathing? You know, like, that kind of stuff. And that's that's kind of where that comes from. But, um, but yeah, I... I I've heard a lot of people, I know a lot of people that have had problems raising baby kings. And, um, I mean, I could see why. But, um, yeah, I, they, they, they're not as bad as as people think. I mean, it's 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 doable. I just, I just wouldn't, you know, right now I wouldn't want to have a, a clutch of 50. That wouldn't be fun. Right. But, uh, you know, one day. Yeah, never one know. Day. You never know. Well, but uh, it goes back to what's that? Go ahead. No, it just goes back to again, you know, stuff stuff that really interests you. If, if it really interests you and you really really enjoy it, you know, you you'll you'll do well by it. Well, what else really interests you? What else are you keeping? Oh, snake wise, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, blue corals. I'm into blue corals. I'm I'm looking at getting a pair of blue corals probably sometime soon. Um that's gonna be that's gonna be real interesting. I'm 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 kinda looking forward to those. Um I mean number one, they're gorgeous. The Malaysian blue coral snake, just so everybody knows. Um Caliophis. Yeah, Caliophis. Caliophis. They're, they're really interesting. Um I I've done some research on them. Um Talked to a bunch of people that have had them. I know a couple of people that got bit by them. Uh, they're they're really really interesting animals, they're and then people you you have the you know everybody says oh it's a coral you know like somebody grabs it oh it's a coral snake you know and while yeah you have that yes it's a coral snake but I've never seen it but I've heard when they go it's worse than a taipan. Yeah. It moves in ways that you would not believe it moves. 
literally that was told to me by Brian Fry. What's that? It was like literally like the Matrix, like defying gravity, defying physics. Bonkers. Just, just yeah. bonkers and so fast. And this is so, also so fast. This, this is the same species of snake that people refer to as a long glanded coral. Yeah. Yeah. So have, essentially, uh, the venom glands aren't in the head. Crazy. Like a venom traditional. Glands. Right. The, the venom glands are almost the entire length of their body. The, the first third of the body is the gland. So if they're six feet tall, you've got three feet of venom gland. Wow. Just. To put that into perspective. Wow, and they're and they are a larger snake. They they in excess of ten foot. They can no 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 no. They they can go up to six feet though. That's okay. big for a coral though. He's a big coral snake. That is a big big coral snake. And um, I'm kind of looking forward to to getting my hands on. They're supposedly really difficult to keep in captivity. But um, I'm willing right. to. Take now you were telling me you were telling me that no one has successfully bred them in captivity, correct? No, but to go even further, I, I, nobody even knows when their breeding season is. Okay. I mean, and yeah, I've people, people, they've gotten, they've gotten, you know, wild caught females that happen to lay a clutch of eggs and they incubate the eggs and the eggs hatch and everything. No, no, not even really not even interesting. As far as I know, I mean, there could be somebody out there right now going, well, I did it. Well, fine, but no. Like I talked to the I talked to the folks at the at the Thai Red Cross and they are dying to get a pregnant one. To just, wow. just to see. Just to see when. I mean, yeah. you know, there's everybody's got an idea, but nobody knows for sure. I mean Yeah. You you kinda gotta go, well, I see one that's like twelve inches, uh, it must have been just had, so let me count backwards. Right, right. Literally, literally it's that. Wow. So so nobody really knows. I mean, and, and from what I've heard, they they only lay like two or three eggs. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. And, don't and know. you're dealing with a species that's hardcore fossorial and rarely is ever seen. Correct. Let alone, you know, you know, container it appropriately to be transported. In yeah, no, this is everybody yeah. says this is this is full bioactive. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. Unless it comes to you, leave it alone. Right, right. And and I have a friend in Europe that has one. He says they're super, super smart. He says, um, because you know everybody in Europe uses those venom defender gloves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he uses the venom defender when he's going to um when he's going to feed it because he says it could sometimes it just goes bonkers, you know. And when he's going to clean the cage, he doesn't use the venom defender glove. You know, if he's going to pick something out of the cage or put some water in or something like that, he doesn't use it. So he says that every time he's got a venom defender glove, the coral snake comes up to the glass and just like, okay, where is it? Where's my food? Wow. Yeah. And um, he just says they're, they're, everybody's told me. I have had three people tell me the same thing, that those things are like wicked fast. And, and if they go, they go. I mean, they're usually pretty docile like any coral snake, but when they go, you can forget it. It's, it's problems. Well, that, and I mean, their venom is just out of this world bizarre it it's, it's super interesting because what it does is um okay like mamba venom um shuts down the, sh- the sodium channels mm-hmm. so it's flaccid paralysis yep this activates all this all the all the sodium channels so it's like pain and rigid paralysis 
Yeah, uncontrollable twitching, uncontrollable, you know, convulsions, the works. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really bad. Um, like I said, I know I, Phil knows one. I know him too, but not like Phil does. And I know two other people that have been bit by them. And, I mean, they survived. It wasn't, but it was a really bad experience. Really, yeah, I mean, let's, really let's, like, let's go in depth even more. So our, Henry and I have a mutual friend that got bit by one about 15, 20 years ago here in the States. And to, he's the only uh, person in the state probably with his story. Yeah, he's probably the only guy that's been bit stateside. And he's probably one of a handful, I would say maybe, I want to say less than five, but it's probably less than 10 people in the U.S. that have, has ever kept them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually had a pair or what was believed to be a pair. And he sold them after being bit by the one. But it got away from him off the hook in the snake room and he grabbed it by the tail to lift it up real quick almost like you do with you know damn near any other snake right and he he said that that thing pinwheeled around and latched onto his hand faster than anything he's ever seen in his entire life and everyone told him oh it's neurotoxic you shouldn't feel any pain you're going to be <laughs> fine just get to the get to the hospital yeah and he said it was the most agonizing brutal pain that he could ever imagine having ever felt <laughs> And once they got, you know, all the, the morphine, the Dilaudid and all that crap into them, it still hurt. And that's when the convulsions and the twitching and the electric, you know, the electric pulses start taking over. And he literally said that he was staring at his hand and his hand was, he said his hand looked like there was a strobe light going off. Mm-hmm. You know how you have your hand, the hand, you put your hand through the strobe light and you make it like dance back and forth and it looks like it's all like digital. Yeah. Yeah. He said his hand was doing that in the hospital room. Yeah. Just just crazy uncon- uncontrollable convulsions in in full you know hand breakdown yeah my friend my, my friend described it as going into sign language spontaneously yeah yeah legitimately like the spasm and to see sign language and and it was he said it was really bad he he actually got out of uh i don't think he's keeping any venomous anymore because of that really <laughs> it was so bad yeah, he it was just pretty, quit <laughs> it was so bad he just quit Holy shit. He was yeah. in the hospital for like for like uh I think it was like four days or something like that. This was this is in Indonesia. And um yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean they, they knew what to do, they took care of it, but it was just not a very pleasant experience at all. Yeah. Nuts. Amazing species. Amazing. Yeah, no, they're super, super cool. And that's another snake eater too. And this is not like, oh, I'm going to feed it mice because I'm going to turn it into, you know, no, this doesn't work with this yeah, one. Yeah, no. It's, I'd imagine they're they're just as difficult, if not more, than, you know, our fulvius. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And, um, yeah, but I, that's, I think they're super cool. They're gorgeous looking. And, um, you know, I'd like, I'd like to try and raise some. See how that goes. I like those. I, like I said, I've, I got this thing for Arabian cobras now for some reason. I don't know what's going on with that. You're yeah, also I think a guy. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I like them. I hate taking care of them. Why? Especially, especially the ones that come from Indonesia. Because they are a pain. They don't eat when I want them to eat. They're just a pain. Now, however, I'm going to tell you, the one of the one of the ones I like the most was a. Um, Oh, what's 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 the green one? Cyanian. The cyanian. Underground had a cyanian. Phil never saw it because it didn't stick around long enough. 
it was the cyania that was a bluish green. It was a very hard color to describe. It was bluish green. That's all I could say is like, um, <laughs> thank you folks. <laughs> right. Let us paint um, you a it, picture. Yeah, no, right. I'm just Imagine trying a bluish to, I, green. There yeah. is nothing I can think of. It was, it was a phenomenal color. It was a phenomenal color. It was, it was, it was just beautiful. But that thing lasted. I mean, I, I got to work with it a little bit. I actually liked it. It did eat for me. So that was pretty good. That was a plus. That's always a plus with a boy. Guy. And, yeah. um, yeah, it did A for me, so I was happy. Um, uh, and and I immediately fell in love with him because he ate for me. And um, yeah, I was super nice, but didn't it didn't last so long? I like Phil's um, dog tooth cat snake. Mm-hmm. I, he, she, you, he or she was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was kind of it was enjoyable. He ate for me, like you know, it was, it was all right. I could carry him. I don't know what happened now at Phil's house. He's ruined him. Oh yeah, dude. That we I took that thing home and he's just a totally different animal. Oh, he was a doll with me. He was like, "Hi, Henry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm you fine." Know, I think the the trick is to just pack them out with foliage and stuff. Get as much visual barriers in there as you can. No, I agree. I mean, mine. I mean, mine do great. Mine. I don't have a problem with mine. My male only eats like six months out of the year, but I mean that's. Pretty pretty standard. But it's funny. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you one thing that uh, it, it's just it, it's kind of su- it's not surprising, but I mean it's kind of like I, I don't think people really think about it. This, you know, when you when you do these these wild caught um, uh, mangrove snakes, you appreciate and you can see why the captive bred ones cost so much more. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, I was like, it's, they're rough, man. When they come in, they're not in, they're not in the best of shape. Yeah, uh, you know, you, yeah. I mean, there's so many things you got to do. You got to fix them, and then you you got to fix them, and then you got to get them to eat, mm-hmm. or get them to eat, and then fix them, whatever the case may be. But um, but yeah, they're 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 always really tough. I mean, I I like them. I like the um Jesper a day, you know, the red yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Those are so cool. I really really like those. And of course, the Filipino one, the uh, the divergence. Yeah, the divergence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the divergence. The Mac Daddy man. Yeah, those are. I mean, they're also like they're like chondros. Like, there's nothing wrong with imports. Like, if you've if you've been down that road with other species before of dealing with imports and getting them established, it shouldn't be anything too difficult. But yeah. if it's like your first chondro, or your first first boiga, you're 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 not gonna enjoy it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's the same thing goes for those import piocs that everyone wants to get for 250 yeah. bucks. Is that you can't just stick it in an arboreal cage and then start banging it in the face with a frozen thought fuzzy. That's just not going to work. You, you no. gotta you gotta do the nipper technique and you gotta set them up thick with foliage, dark, dark and and and, and covered, and give them time to just chill out and relax, and yeah. then slowly start giving them prey items. Ignore them yeah. for two weeks straight. Water checks. That's I, it. I had a I had a big time importer. I'm not going to name his name, uh, but I had a big time importer. He, just, he he establishes his mangroves really well. And I asked him, "What do you do? What's what's your best advice that you could give me on raising mangroves?" And you know what he said? Ignore them. <laughs> Avoid the Indonesians. 
No. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's disappointed. The Indonesians are terrible. They're going to die on you. And I'm like, dude, thanks a lot. That was the best advice I've ever had in my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I heard something recently that was similar with Ganyasoma. Like, either the Malaysians or the Indonesians seem to do better. I can't remember which one. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Malaysians, probably. It might have been. I don't know what yeah, it is that makes it different. Like, I don't understand that's why another... that would be a problem but that's another species that's just like that it's like yeah. we know that it's yeah. we want to see it all puffed out and fret display with the long slow motion tongue flicks like we want to mm-hmm. see that but it's not conducive to mm-hmm. relaxing the animal and establishing the animal i see the no. heads of mine poking out of the elevated hide and that is it sometimes i'll walk in and the male will be cruising and as soon as he sees me he's gone but i mean not seeing him, like they'll they'll have their head out and i can tell especially the female like i can tell she's kind of just watching me but the moment I get close to that tub, that that head gets tucked back in. I mean, that's like that's fine with me. Like I'm okay with not seeing them because I understand that like by them doing that, they're they're happier. Like they're 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 okay. Right. And who's and who's to say that in a year from now they won't have acclimated and be totally good? I, yeah. I don't think they ever will, man. I think that's just they're, they're now, such a high strung genus. I don't think they'll ever be. But see, but see, this is the thing. Things. What you're saying is is the same with everything else because. Um, Again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name anywhere, but Phil knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's a certain black and white spitter that you could literally correct me if I'm wrong, Phil. Stick your hand in his enclosure, pick him up, and take him out, and nothing would ever happen to you. Now, through certain set of circumstances, which I don't know who's messing with him or not, now all of a sudden he's open mouth striking, he's doing all this stuff, he's threat displaying something <laughs> I haven't seen him do ever, you know. So it's it's you know people like to see him like that, but you know unfortunately that's not good for anybody. Yeah, that's that's a classic example of an animal that was born into being established. And over the years has blossomed into a wonderful specimen. And recently, over the past year, certain individuals have been messing with him so that he does hood up, so that he does spit at the glass. And it's basically, uh, it's ruining all of that work that certain people have put in to keep mm-hmm. the animal calm and relaxed and whatever else, yeah. you know. It's yeah. like that famous, the famous saying with rattlesnakes is like, the happiest rattlesnake is the one that's not rattling. Yeah, we want right. to hear the buzz tail, but it's... It means the animal stressed. At what cost? Right. Yeah, at what cost? Exactly. Yeah, what but it's so like all that hooding. Everybody likes to see, and you see it on, on YouTube all the time. All these people hooding and stuff, trying to get their thing to hood or do this or do Smacking that. Smacking it mean, on the back of the head. Yeah, you know, when they're doing it, doesn't mean they're happy, dude. It means they're, like, really, really stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a bunch of cool pictures of Mango hooding, but that's just because he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just because... He just hoods. Well, it's then, it's it's funny. I just, just like some people, like the 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 quote unquote sexy species, are often the ones that that you probably never see and aren't meant to really see regularly. But if that's the kind of if you want that kind of animal, like get a chondro. They're out all yeah. the time. They don't hide. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And absolutely. Pretty. Yeah, you just don't. I mean. Y- like you I know, mean, well, I guess I don't mean to cut you off, but like real quick, like the Ganyasoma. I was like, man, I'm so excited to get these. These are awesome. And then you get them, and you're like, that cage looks empty. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like keeping Haplopelma, dude. Like you keep cobalt blue tarantulas. Actually, you're like, man, these things are gorgeous. You actually yeah. get one. You're like, these things suck. Yeah, because yeah, 
And they're really mean. I'd see mine <laughs> once really every mean. three months at about 3 a.m. when I was up getting getting up to take a piss, and as soon as you turn on the light, they're gone. He's like, ah! Yeah. Like, so you see yeah. them for about So you basically you, bu- you bought a ball of web. And a hole in the ground, yep. And pet, a hole in the ground. Pet holes. Yeah, that's exactly. why they were called pet holes. Because that's yeah. literally what it was. <laughs> it was a pet hole. You'd have a tank full of dirt, you'd see some web, and, and that was it. Yeah. Maybe you'd <laughs> see a, a leg. And then when you did see it, it sucked. Just as much as not seeing it. It was like, God, these things are horrible. But you know, I yeah. think also also the the need for, for for positive interaction too. I think if if whatever interaction, whether it's none or whether it's some, it's positive, that's that's always gonna make the experience a lot you know, a, a lot better for both. Um you know, you, you you take you take your cobra out, and all you wanted to do is hood and stuff. I mean, you know, you're you're not you're you're not gonna have a stable animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're gonna have some some crazed you know thing that that thing. Uh, now, if you're into that kind of stuff, then you know maybe something's wrong with you. Well, that's that's a it's that's a great point. It's like you see all these people that have a, a relaxed cobra in the cage. They take it out. It's relaxed when they take it out, and then they agitate it to get photos. Right, you know, and it's like that's completely counter counterproductive to what you're trying to achieve. So you got, it's already chill, it's happy, and now you're gonna make it stressed so you can get a photo. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, yeah. When I was young, I took a lot of stupid photos, and we did a lot of stupid stuff with cobras, and not not unsafe stuff, but in terms of like, you know, pressing on its back with a hook to make it hood up and stuff like that. And yeah, we got some cool photos, but it wasn't worth it, man. Hindsight, it no. wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. You know, now I have, like, Henry can tell you, I have my one Ashes Cobra that when you walk in the room, its sole purpose is to end your life. Mm-hmm. And it will stand up <laughs> staring at you with its mouth open, just ready for you to open that glass. However, it's been so conditioned for me removing it calmly and relaxedly. Relaxedly, is that even a word? But removing it so Both calmly. Yeah. That when I open the cage, it's like, oh, crap. All right, fine. And I take him out, and he rides a hook, and he's fine. I put him in the trash can, and everything's good. But the minute I put him back, oh, he's, like, back on his home turf, and he wants to, you know, bite <laughs> me in the face. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's true, though. I mean, and there's the the girl spitter. The girl spitter was like that. Inside yeah. her enclosure, she was like, but then again, people didn't mess with her. Yeah. But inside her enclosure, she was, well, she did spit on you outside of the enclosure, maybe. Maybe it was just yeah, me. but that was no, that was that was a freak thing, dude. That cobra hadn't hadn't spat in years prior to that one time when she shot me in the knee because you know we were raiding her nest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it did bite Dorky Boy in the sneaker. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> it's just it's but all more again. like when you're dealing with more high strung species like Ganyasoma, like cobras, like Boiga, like that's just that's a more sensitive sort of. I don't know what the word is. Like, with something that's naturally going to be sort of on the calmer side, like, uh, I mean, maybe gaboons are sort of a bad example, but stuff you that's, that's good, just not you know, as high-strung, it's not as big of a deal, but I feel like if you're, like, it's much, it's it's an easy relationship to ruin when you're dealing with a species that's already high-strung yeah. as is. And, and, the, and the intelligent factor. That too. Well, if it's intelligent and high-strung, you're in for it. <laughs> You better know what you're getting into, because I mean, it's, 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 it's gonna be rock. like, Both like I've been on a, I've been on a pygmy rattlesnake kick lately, and for all intents and purposes, I love pygmy rattlesnakes, but they're pretty dumb when it comes to you know your average pit viper. So you like, going to Mobile, Phil? 
Yeah, I wish. I wish. Oh man, don't even get me started on that blue one. <laughs> so, you know, I get these. I get. I get a wild caught specimen that is of an appropriate size that I feel is not going to be a pain in the ass to get feeding. But at the same time, it's not old enough to really be to really know what the hell's going on in the world. And like, I'm not taking an adult out of the wild that can, in theory, produce more offspring and, you know, carry on species in the wild. So I get these juveniles and I'll I'll take it and I'll set them up right and I'll leave them alone. And now I get it to the point where they eat in front of me. Like, they just don't care anymore because they know that I'm not a threat to them. I'm the guy that brings the food. Yeah. So you take an animal that's that's nowhere near as intelligent as a mangrove snake or, a, excuse me, as a boiga or a ganyasoma, because let's face it, they, they kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it backwards. You're 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 pissing it off and you're stressing it out. And it's like, no, you got to let them chill. You got to. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of my one of my favorite things and I know a lot of people say it and a lot of scientific people say it but give me a moment um you know oh snakes don't care for you snakes don't this snakes don't that snakes don't show emotion but how do you know that their way of caring for you is I don't want to kill you yeah you got a point think about that because when you stick two snakes together right for breeding or for whatever purposes kings aside but it, when you stick two snakes together, that could literally kill each other. But no, they accept each other. So how do you know that's not, oh, you're okay, oh, you're okay, we're getting along? Yeah, that's true. When you Especially. don't, you, you can't, you know, he's not going to lick you, he's not going to do dog-like, you can't, mm-hmm. like, you know, Phil always says about anthropomorphizing, but that's that's literally what people are doing. You're, you're, you're placing human emotions on an animal that does not have them. Right. You know, that they're different. It doesn't mean doesn't mean he doesn't like you. It doesn't mean he does like you. You know, it just, you know, it's it's a different level of level. I think, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, I mean, we'll never know. Yeah. You know, on what level do they, do they you know, are they, uh, like, sentient, I guess is the best word for it. But Yeah, right. I do think, I mean, depending on the species, because chondros, like I've said a million times, are dumb. But I still do think, like, when I'm around my male, my my adult breeder male, he's definitely watching me, even if he doesn't look like he's actively watching me. I can see his eyes following me, and I can see his pupils watching me. So, I mean, it's like maybe most species probably are a little more intelligent than we originally give them credit for. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like like they're not like these, these like, hyper-thinking machines sent from Skynet that can calculate your every move. Oh, absolutely not. But I do think they're they're a little more aware than than yeah. There's more there's more in there than I think what yeah. people give them credit for. I I used to I used to back to the the Asian pit vipers. Underground used to have a a green Yunnan pit viper. Okay, and that animal I I regret to this day not buying that animal. I, and I should have, but I didn't think it was gonna I didn't think it was gonna go anywhere, and that was my mistake. But literally. You know, you know the lip on top of the vision cages, right? Yeah, that's where he lived. That's where she lived. Yep. I mean, she was there all the time. I had her set up with nice branches and everything, but no, that lip was home. I would come in the room. Literally, she would come out of the lip and come to the front front of the glass and just wait for me. And then, you know, if I didn't if I didn't go first to her cage, she'd follow around. 
literally, I'm not kidding. I'm not, you know, oh, romanticizing it or anything like that. This is fact. She was legitimately waiting for your interaction. Yeah, waiting for my interaction. And then I'd open it up. I'd put the, you know, the nozzle right up to her. She'd drink from my nozzle. And then she would, uh, um, you know, when I fed her, she would very politely, not even strike, just just politely take it. And it's like, thank you, nom, 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 nom. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I Phil fed her, and she would just eat like a normal pit viper. She would strike it, <laughs> grab it, that's it. But with me, it was different. And that that's chalk it up to a positive interaction, yeah. you know? Well, I think but about Al Koritz, because he had the little sports bottle with the you know that you'd squeeze and has a little l nozzle on it yeah like his videos of him like water and snakes like i mean you're talking about mambas like stuff that's naturally very high strung and i think over time doing that i mean there is like an association that's built maybe not to the level that we like to think that we would associate stuff but i mean on a very basic sort of level he's got he's got a mamba he's got two green mambas one is slinky one is kermit yeah I, i don't remember i don't remember which one did this but he lets one out all the time and it's like the calmest thing you've ever seen. And when Koritz is in front of him, like he wa- you can see the animal wants to climb on Koritz. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not going to let it do that. Yeah. But and, and when I mean climb on him, I don't mean like climb on him with bad intentions. Just, hey. You're a tree-like object. Over your tree. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, to me, that's, that's some level of, you know, I don't want to say emotion or anything, but it's a level of acceptance at, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're, <clears throat> you're definitely vibing with the animal. Yeah, you're vibing with the animal exactly. Yeah, Phil, do you and, notice uh, like with your brettles though? Like my brettles, you know, especially my female. If I'm if I walk in and I'm doing stuff in the room, she's right at there at the glass, kind of just watching and you know, yeah, waiting. My uh, I've got my female is one of those five percenters. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she wants nothing to do with me whatsoever, and <laughs> I have to literally, I have to forcibly remove her and dodge strike attacks while I do it, and then finally when she's out, then I have to basically play with a limp noodle that wants nothing to do with me and runs away. I mean, she doesn't bite or anything, but it's just she goes limp and she starts slopping around, and I have to treadmill her through my hands, and then finally I get frustrated. I'm like, screw this, and I just put her back, but then my male... My male is super food aggressive, but once he knows that I'm not presenting him a food item, mm-hmm. that is that's the ultimate pet snake, dude. You've said it a hundred times. Like the croc monitors. Yeah, it, it, that brettles. My male brettles is is the ultimate pet snake because once the feed response is gone, he just wants to chill and explore. And like I've sat and watched TV, and he's literally just sat cold in my lap, just chilling. Like, oh, I got a hot hot spot, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I think that I think that I definitely think I know I know a lot of scientists and stuff like that say no no, no. but I I definitely think that's a, that's a thing. And yeah, if you it's vibing if, with the animal, it's vibing with the animal, whatever whatever the hell that is. But I mean, they're sentient; they're just not sentient in the way you want them to be sentient. Yeah. Right. Oh. I mean, that's 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 about it. You know. And the quote of the podcast: "She drank from my nozzle." She drank from my nozzle. Yes, she did. That's something of some porn I saw back in the seventies. Jesus, I want a shirt that says that. Hashtag she drank she, from my nozzle. She drank Dude, I gotta be nozzle. honest with you. I, I, I miss her. I really I miss know. Her. And and Justin, just so you know, he's not full of crap. Henry talks about this snake so much, and like I wish we knew who bought her so that we could like get like get pictures a go of, a like, GoFundMe you know, and buy her back. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You don't you don't understand. I was I shouldn't say this on the air, but I was about to ask the guys at Underground who bought the snake. Yeah. Because whatever he bought it for, I'm buying her back. And what yeah. species was it? It was a Yunnan pit viper. Screen pit viper. It's the it's, um it's yeah, but it's not just green. It has like hints of yellow the, with blue flesh. It's very pretty and it's got a red tail. It's okay, it kinda Oh, now I can't remember the scientific name because it's the long, crazy one. Oh no, it's it's Trimeris. Oh, uh, Virovertis. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, Virovertis unanensis. Virovertis, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's that. There's the uh, Stegnagerai. It used to be a subspecies of Stegnagerai. Right. And um, but they are so, and there's now now a new one, uh, Yingyanensis. It was just recently discovered in the uh, in that area in in Yunnan. Very and cool. They, yeah, they're all really. I mean, they kind of look alike, but they don't. Um, but but see, like the the Stegnagerai, which is exactly the same. Which he's not like that. He's not that friendly. Yeah, that Stegnagerai is not on the vibing level. No, he's not on vibing level at all. He's only like, dude, are you gonna feed me or are you gonna get out of my face? He thinks that he's a Panisius. Now your favorite, the uh, the um, the McGregor eye. Yeah, I gotta tell you, man, he's 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 just he's handicapped. He's got to have some sort of issues. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. I won't lie. He's, he's kind of dumb. He's kinda because dumb. like he will he will he'll strike right, but like like let's say I take him out of his enclosure and I put him in in like a bin, right? And imagine I'm over the bin, you know, like my whole, my face and my body, like I'm taller than the bin. Mm-hmm. And he will like, he will like S up and like on his back, literally, literally on his back. Like you could see the belly scales because I'm above him and he keeps going back and back, you know, like when a dog rolls over. Yeah. Just like that. He's got some Amazon Trebo in him. Yeah, yeah, that's he, that's he, exactly he starts, it. He's got Amazon tree bow in him. And he starts striking, and he starts striking, and it's like, it looks like he's having some sort of spasm fit or something, and I'm like, I don't know whether to be scared of you or to laugh at you. Man, I remember the first picture I saw of those was, it was in Reptiles at some point years and years and years ago, and it's a picture of Terry Phillip with with one on a hook doing like a like a talk or something. I remember thinking like, man, what is that? And it had the caption saying what it was. And I was like, I've never heard of that. And then it was like, you never heard of it again. And so then when I saw you had some, I was like, oh my God. Those are I gotta awesome. tell you like, the truth. I think nobody that's the only one it. in the US. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's the only one in the US. Mm. If well, somebody actually, has one, say something. There was a... Yeah, it's definitely. If somebody has, if somebody has one and is looking to move it, definitely let us know because Henry's needs a girlfriend. Yes. Doesn't fa- didn't Fascination get some in not that long ago? That's not not uh, McGregor. Right? Uh, Did they? I don't know. I'm thinking. I maybe I'm thinking of Schultz. Someone had some some off the wall weird Pariah's trimeresser stuff. Yeah. And I was. I think uh, I think your boy in Texas has a Schultz eye. Okay. Okay. Um, P and Cody got some recently. I didn't get to see them though because they're in quarantine. Really? Yeah, man. Where are they? Where are they coming from though? Europe? I, I don't know. They're certainly not coming from the Philippines. 
but I need to somehow get down there and get some pictures of that freaking thing. Well, I'll tell yeah. you the, the the McGregor the McGregor the McGregor eye is really really cool. The one that I like, I mean, I didn't know they were this variable. They have a ton of colors. Yeah, well, not a ton, yeah. but you know, they're, they're like various forms of that purplish, grayish, whitish that we have. Mm-hmm. Um. Like this one, I like him and everything, but he's not a particularly attractive one. I mean, he's gotten attractive since his last shed, but it, it's there's better looking ones. Um, that bone white one is just yeah, I would so jump all over that in a minute. I would jump all over that. I don't even want a pit viper, but I jump all over that. Um, and then they have those. What are they? Yellow, right, Phil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's like a yellow that almost looks like an eyelash viper yellow, and then there's another viper. there's another yellow that almost has like um. The purplish uh, thing. Well, I was gonna say they're they're like purplish gray saddles, but they're yeah. like in, in they're like in the negative. So it almost yeah. looks like the saddling of like a neotropical rattlesnake, mm-hmm. but it's on a yellow tree viper. Super attractive. Yeah. What I think is also cool is is when we got a bunch of the Southeast Asian stuff at underground and like Henry and I started taking stuff home, there was a kid who used to work there named Dale, and yeah. Dale was Dale was Filipino. And he grew up in the Philippines and he used to, he has pictures of him when he was like six years old with King Cobras and shit. And he would, he loved the McGregor eye as much as we do. And he's yeah. like, oh man, the pictures I had from back home, you know, we would get them and they would be bone white, like ivory. And then some of them would have yeah. white, I would have black speckling on them. And then you get one that looks like a highlighter yellow, looks like it got run over by a school bus, like crazy colors. Yeah, they're so, super, super nice. I it mean, was cool to see the pictures of all the different variations. Yeah, I mean, those and, and the, the Malcomai, they're just so Ooh. freaking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, the Malcomai are nice. Let me tell you, we have the um, the, the Hoggins Pit Viper that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's quite the looker. Yeah. That, that is a nice animal. He's got the greens and the light blues. Yeah, in case people didn't realize, Henry and I like a lot of green snakes with blue. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently yeah. that's where we're at right now. But now, t- Henry, tell them about the curse of the Hoggins. Oh, no, everybody gets bit. I'm not taking that home because everybody yeah. comes up and yeah. gets one of those homes to get bit. There's like this weird sort yeah. of superstition about them where they're just bad luck. But everybody gets bit. But yeah, but unless you've seen one, and and this one doesn't do it anymore. It used to do it more, but when you see those things flying around, it's very unsettling. Yeah, and like everyone, and this is not your little dopey pit viper, tree right. pit viper that's just gonna sit on his branch. This guy's flying all over the place. Yeah, it's very much a Southeast Asian habu. Like it's very much habu-like yeah. in terms of yeah. it's gonna sit on the branch until it's had enough of whatever it's looking at. And then it's going to fly across the room and not care where it lands. Yeah, pretty much. You know, the other ones that are like that, that I, I really didn't figure them for that are the perps, dude. Yeah, but I see the difference between the Hoggins flying across the room and the perps is. No, they the literally perp, fly across the room. Yeah, but, but they don't fly across the room in the sense of I'm going to launch out and kill you. It's more like I don't want to ride your hook, so I'm just going to I'm just going to free fall. Right, they that's do the, the, the crested gecko leap. Yes, it's don't know yeah, where I'm legit. going, but yeah. I'm going there. Exactly. Out of here! It's, it's it's almost a defense mechanism where they know that they're out of strike range, and and you're, they know that the predator, i.e., you, is out of strike range, so mm-hmm. they're just going to free fall. 
you know, and I imagine a species like the purple maculanus that lives in the shore estuaries, yeah. mangrove swamp estuaries. Who cares where they land? They're going to land in leaf litter. They're going to land in water. They're going down river later. Right. Yep. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny about the perps because now we're seeing, and I thought it was just Phil, but now we're seeing a lot of these things over time are changing colors. Yeah, very much so. In, in a very interesting way. Like, I don't know if Phil showed you his. Yeah. The black, one of the black ones. Yeah. I mean, Phil's kind of kind of upset because it's not black and white anymore. It doesn't have the touch yeah. going. <laughs> but but I'm gonna tell you, did you think that picture was unattractive? No, well, perps, are, perps, perps are interesting, man. That's that's a that's an attractive animal. Yeah. And now there's there's one there at underground. I probably shouldn't say this because then it's gonna be gone by the time this thing comes out. But um. It's, it's in shed right now. Well, it looks like it's going to be in shed because it's a little cloudy. But usually what I find from all the times I've seen them in shed, the red ones, when they, when they get into shed, they look like kind of dull brownish, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But this one is in shed, and it looks what color purple? Uh, lavender? I would, yeah, I would say like a lavender, like maybe even a lilac. Like a lilac or a lavender, which is yeah. super odd. And I'm telling Phil, I think that thing's going to come out of the other end purple. Yeah, I may go there tomorrow and see if it's shed and see what it looks like and probably take it home. And somebody and somebody <laughs> just posted recently also that they had theirs and it completely changed colors. I wonder if it's like a UV thing. No idea. Yeah, I also wonder if it's kind of like... I mean, we obviously don't know necessarily with the UV or the mineral intake from the prey items and stuff like the um, the graminia. You know, these graminia yeah. that come in that are neon green and all of a sudden they turn turquoise over time in captivity. And we don't really know why that's happening. I have a feeling that it's very it's something very similar with the promoculatus where I have a bonus line too. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's that's I think that's a regional thing with dimorph- yeah. sexual dimorphism, but. But these perps, like I had this snake, I got this snake, and over the course of three months, it was jet black with white belly, white tuxedo. A tuxedo. It looked like I was wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, and it shed its skin, and it was like a a reddish mud color with light purple saddles. And it it's still pur- looks it's purpley, pretty. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's very purpley, and and that's where they get the name, you know, purple spotted pit viper, but. But it's not the black and white snake that I that I got when I no. wanted. You know what I mean? But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I think I think we're I think we're discovering it now because more purple mangrove pit vipers are out there, and I think um you know everybody's used to the 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 Malaysian ones and the Thai ones and stuff like that that everybody's used to seeing that are either like that deep purple or or whatever. But I think now you're seeing the Sumatran ones, the Indonesian ones. Um, you know, Justin asked Phil. I mean, we'll we'll send you a picture as soon as we can find it, but. This guy in in Indonesia has a perp that's literally blue underneath. It's in yeah. Solaris blue underneath. Huh. It's a uh, it's a dark slate, dark dark slate gray body. Yeah, and the 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 white where white lips would be or like a white face would be. Yeah, is turquoise. Huh. It's in Solaris turquoise. Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. That's and then and then there's other ones. There's there's other perps from from Indonesia also that are pink. Yeah, it's not. It looks almost like a, uh, you know, like when they do pitiophis and they crossbreed like an albino with a um, 
uh, excuse me, I'm going to mess this up. Why can't I think? Leucistic with albino, it comes out like bubblegum pink. Yeah. Yes, it's bubblegum pink. These are purple maculatus that are born bubblegum pink, and they stay. And they are not albino. They're not and nothing. Exactly. It's it's a phenotype. It is not a morph. Right. And I think I think people and and I have to imagine that these things out in the wild. Because oh, I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of these are wild caught. Um, I think in the wild they're breeding, and and the pink one may be breeding to something else, and maybe breeding to something. I I don't. I, they're all in the same area. Right. And I gotta I think, imagine the breeding isn't that indiscriminate. It's, it's got to be a little bit more indiscriminate. They're not gonna be all like, "You're pink. I don't think I like you," you know? Right. Right. So, um, we don't know that, have, Henry. Right. Don't assume yeah. their color. Don't assume my color exactly. But you also except have, the green ones. I like those green perps. They're, they look really cool, though. Ah oh, man, those that that one male I have. It's like a poor man's lettucinctus. Exactly. As yeah. much as I like that <laughs> snake. He just doesn't do it for me, man. He's just he's just lime green, and I'm like, meh, whatever. Yeah, and he hasn't turned any other color? No. He's just green. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, we'll see what happens. Attorney, I, I, I have no idea why. Well, because nobody knows how old they are either, but. Um, I, I, I think they look cool. I mean, I, I think they, I think that yours, the way it's turning out, I mean, obviously it's not the black and white. I get it, yeah. but it's, it's looking pretty neat. Well, that's also, so the guy who had one, one of the gentlemen that we deal with in Sumatra that does a, a lot of the breedings of the stuff that we're talking about, the, my colored one. So I have a red male and I have a green male. Those were both captive bred. However, all of my blacks were while caught as babies or juveniles in barrier islands and estuaries on, on Sumatra, on the you know, northeast side of Sumatra. So it is interesting to see that these animals are black at the size that they are. They still have a lot of growing to do. They're still, I mean, they could probably breed the size they're at now, but I'm still waiting until next year to even think about it. Um, but it's interesting because I always thought that they, if they matured into the black coloration, and now we may be finding out that it, it might be backwards. Yeah. You know, who knows? I would try. You think you think they're old enough to breed now in November? Um, I think two of the girls I have, maybe all the rest of them are not, and or all the rest of the females are not. But the males, the males are definitely. Why, why don't you try it? It's not like they're going to eat each other. Just feed them separately. Yeah. I don't know. I just rather not stress them out. I mean, I mean they're 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 all doing well. They're so first. They're always well. stressed, Phil. That is true. That, that is true. They live stressed. <laughs> but but serious, I I would try it. I mean, God knows what you'll get. Yeah, it was very interesting. I just I just think they're super interesting in what's going on here with this color change and this weirdness. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really you know uh, I think it's interesting. I think it could be um, be something pretty cool. Yeah, and and honestly, up until the past couple weeks if not a couple months i would say like maybe middle of august is when i started to notice things starting to get a little funky and mm -hmm. uh and then literally a week and a half maybe two weeks ago is when that one black one shed out and i was like oh it shed great and like i take the hemostats and i pull out the shed skin i'm like oh look it's a perfect shed no rips no tears it's a perfect shed and then i look at the animal i'm like oh my god you're not black anymore Ooh, i get an angry text what happened oh yeah yeah, I was. I was <laughs> they get the angry text. I was beside myself. I was like, I waited so many, so many years to have black purple maculatus, and now I finally have them. It's been and taken it's from me. Off. 
And they decided, screw you, Phil. I know, the snake gods are not, not the like The snake right gods now. are not with you. The old oh. switcheroo. Well, who knows? With, maybe with my... You need to get to breeding them, dude. Yeah, make your own. If you can't find it, you make it. Make it. Is is that one, is that one old enough to breed or no? Which one? The weird whatever the hell it turned into. Yes, yeah, that, that one. She's she's small, but she could breed. Let's, she probably she probably only had one or two babies, but she's old enough to breed. But the with the cane weird colors. Yeah, who knows what'll come out? You gotta be like 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 ball pythons. The question is, do I throw the green one to her or do I throw the male, the red one to her? Oh, I don't know. How frisky are you feeling? I have no idea. How, uh, I mean, you know, what do you want to do? Both at know. the same time. How, how like a blender. How are you feeling? I legitimately was thinking about that. I was like, let me just put the red one in there. If they lock up, if I see them lock up, awesome. If I don't see them lock up, I'll throw the green one in there too. Fuck it. Zing. There you go. Modern problems require Somebody. modern solutions. Right. Meanwhile, all the venomous people that are listening to this are like, what's wrong with these guys? God. <laughs> uh, we're, I'm at 99 episodes. I don't even care anymore. What's I that? told you this was going to go off the rails. I know, right? And I, I and just got to figure out when it went off the rails. Now I have to go buy that other one tomorrow, Henry, because I just jinxed myself by saying all this crap. I yep. have to yep. get that one tomorrow. You should you know, you know it's going to shed, and I'm not going to know it. And someone's going to be like, uh, "I want a red perp from underground." And they're gonna and they're gonna go. Oh, this one's right here. And they're just, oh, that's red enough. You know, they're it. gonna ship it out. Let me tell you yeah. something. You don't know how many times I'll just and I'm not. You know, if, obviously, if I could help Ryan in any way, I will because you know, it, it, it's just you know, I love Ryan. He's great. Um, but you have no idea how many mm-hmm. times I posted a picture of something, and then I come back the next day and it's gone. Well, not the next day, like in a couple of days, and yeah. it's gone. It's like, oh, we sold it. I'm like, dude, I can't believe it. And now, again, I'm kicking myself for that. You know, I'm pit viper. I shouldn't have posted any damn pictures of it. Right, right. So you go, she drinks water out of a spout. Look, it's so cool. I want that. If you're out there, I want my damn snake back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... Uh, we need we, to reunite we, Henry with his, his first We need love. to reunite Henry with her. So, you know, Ashley Howdy from Focus Cube, she messaged me a couple days ago and was like, hey, you know, talking with you and Justin on the podcast, I really was thinking about squams, you know, uh, and she she asked me about a couple individual breeders, private breeders in the U.S. and what I thought of them. And, you know, one of the guys that she came up with is our, our friend Alexander England. And that guy is the best of the best when it comes to Alexander's the one that got the shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, so, I believe so. So, yeah. So, Alexander... That guy is amazing with his arboreal venomous stuff. I mean, his animals are tip-top. His breedings are flawless. You know, if you're considering getting something arboreal venomous from from anybody, he, he's definitely one of the guys to get stuff from. He's awesome. And that's all he does. That's Yeah, he's Which just is great. And he's so good at it, and he has such passion for it that it really reflects in his in his breedings. So um, I, she messaged me about that, and I said, yeah, I said, he's the guy to get to. But if you want to look at other stuff, too, I have a couple of underground that Henry and I have been taking care of for, like, probably about a year now. And they're captive bred, and they're doing phenomenal. Why don't I send you some some pictures? I'll cherry pick you some stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, send me some pictures. So Henry and I were at, their, at the farm the other day, and I took some pictures and some video of us feeding them. And the next day I go in there, and – Three of the four that I sent to, to Ashley are, uh, were sold. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's just how it works, right? It's like that movie Good all Luck Chuck. All the right. time. 
Remember, remember the, the Egyptian saw scales. I put this video out of the Egyptian saw scales, gently taking from my tongue. That's another one that like me. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, um, I do that snake. Yeah, and he would just gently take. Gone, sold. I'm like, dude, I'm not posting anything. Anymore. I mean, I'm then done. exactly. You should have learned by now that if you don't know, post it, you don't move. It's true. I feel stupid. And I was like, oh, my God, why did I post this picture? So next time when you don't see it, you know, now you know why. I'll yeah. talk about it. I'll tease everybody, but I won't, uh, you know, I won't show it. Yeah, Henry and I prefer the polite eaters. Yes. That's what we prefer. Well, there's nothing want, better than a polite eater. Divas. Yep, we want. Huh? Divas. Divas. Yep. They just yep. come up and go, oh, excuse me. Oh, thank no, you. You guys are divas, not the snakes. Yeah, well, I only want the polite eaters. Pretty much, it's all—it's all Henry's fault. I would not like arboreal crap from Southeast Asia if it wasn't for Henry. Yeah, fellas with the brown crap. I'm with I mean, Henry, <laughs> man. I'm all about you know me. If it's know. small and arboreal, and not in the lapid, I'm all for it. I think arboreal. I think the thing with arboreals is that, um, and whether it's venomous or non-venomous, it doesn't really matter. I mean. It, it it lends itself to first of all generally I think they're prettier for whatever reason I mean I I don't see any particular reason why there's a you know turquoise blue pit viper out there but you know whatever um, but they're prettier and it and it lends itself to if you're into that kind of stuff really nice setups yeah oh yeah I mean yeah, more so than you know I, I'm sorry I'm not Matt Somerville. I can't go out into the desert and collect, uh, you know, black dirt, <laughs> black soil, whatever you call it, and crack it. Um, I wish I could. By the way, Matt, if you're listening to this, we love I hate you. hate you, Matt. I hate we you. We love you. We love you and commend you for everything that you do. Keep up the good work. Yeah, he's, a, he's such a superstar. I got to be honest with you. He really is. He's just, it's, it's just so amazing. I'm, I'm like beyond words. It's, on, it's, it's honestly, it's annoying how awesome he is. <laughs> it, 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 it made me want an so good at what you do? You know, right? it, like, God damn it. Like, he is what we aspire to be husbandry-wise, yeah. hands down. Yeah. yeah. And he's, it's, he made me want an Ingramai. Why do I want an Ingramai? But all of a sudden, I find that I want an Ingramai really bad. <laughs> I'm sure we can find you a... Pseudo a... Naja Ingramai. That's I'm what sure I want. we can find you a more easily attainable species that likes to live underground. Oh my god! Yeah, but they're so cool though. Look, we'll we'll get you to set up a whole room enclosure for a calabar python, and all will be well. Oh my god! <laughs> I think rhinos <laughs> are really cool, but you don't see you know, anyone to own one. You know, I probably <laughs> shouldn't say this, but uh, like about <laughs> something with big species, um, I almost bought a pair. Of Mangshan pit vipers about ooh, a month, less than a month ago, mm. right? And I mean, he told me it. he was he a told me he was looking taste. at it. He didn't tell me how close he was to pulling the trigger. No, no, I was though. really close. I'm still actually pretty close because I just I just have to pull it, decide to pull it. Here's what happened. No <laughs> God, balls. What, ha what no ha balls. happened was here's what happened. <laughs> so um, this guy had had a litter, right? But I wanted, you know, I didn't really want brother and sister because, you know, I'm not into that kind of stuff. But um, so I asked him, you know, whatever I wanted one. And he's like, well, you know, I moved and 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 he's in France now from the Czech Republic. 
And he said, you know, he doesn't have the permits from France, but blah, 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 blah. And then he recommended me to somebody else that breathes mansions, also in Czech Republic. Um, and he has, he didn't have any, but he has the permits to bring them over. So I was thinking about, well, and they know each other. So I was like, well, so-and-so, can you get your mansion to so-and-so? And so-and-so gets it to me. And then when so-and-so next year breeds his, which is totally unrelated, I'm gold. And then I'm thinking, these guys get really big. Yeah, they do. And I already got to take this really big. You just described, like, the Rube Goldberg of imports. The what? Really? Yeah, it's like one guy has it who goes to another guy who then does this, who does that. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. But you're going to have awesome animals. Yeah, but, you know, that's 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 how it's got to be. And I think... And Nothing I think good can fundament- come from the Czech Republic, though. What? what? So nothing good can come from the Czech Republic, though. Oh yeah, Mangshan Vipers come from the Czech Republic. They're really good. I showed Phil Beautiful a video of this guy seeing. He has them in his backyard. That place is Narnia, man. He has them in his backyard, like in a magnificent setup. Oh. oh, it's it's just amazing. But anyway, so uh, long story short, I'm still like eh, I don't know what I want to do because it's just you know I have it's it's just space issue really. I mean, it's just like do I really want because these guys are gonna have to have a huge enclosure. Well, if you got the connects to import, give me some Boiga, man. Stop holding out well, on me. Well, I mean, th- there might be some coming in fairly soon, hopefully, if this Malaysia thing happens. And look, just tell your wife that the pool you guys are putting in, half of it is going to be like a little shorter so that you can have a huge bonsai garden for your Mangshangs. Wouldn't that be just great? How great. Fish and Wallach would shit a kitten. <laughs> they shit a kitten. They just shit a kitten. But, of course, uh, my, my inspector, who I shall remain nameless right now, loves plants, so he might like that whole bamboo action, this action thing. <laughs> right, I don't know. Right. He might. He's I'll give you this picture so, plant just, to look the other way. Right? Ignore, yeah. the, ignore the 12-foot viper. Just look at the bonsais. Just look at the bonsai. They're really pretty. That that thing over there, Don't worry. It's, it's lichen. It's lichen. It's tree, it's, it's tree lichen. It's tree like and it just moves around a little bit with the breeze, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I really like them. Um, you know, I don't know if I like them enough when they're going to be that big. I feel like it'd be too you know? hot to be able to keep them. Well, no, because see, here's the problem, and here's here's what I'm here's my issue because I, I would I would not I would keep them you know relatively chilly, and it doesn't matter because my wife sleeps in like seventy below, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah so she sleeps like super cold so it'd be fine for them but then i have to like everything else would automatically because i have a i have a heater in the room now like a not a space heater but it's a heater and um you know everything's everything's blocked off the the proficient wildlife you know the vents and everything's blocked off i have all the vents on top of being blocked off they're closed so that room is, is is a little warmer than the rest of the upstairs but it still needs a little bit of heat, and it turns on and off, so it's not like it's constant heat in there. You know, it's got a little thermostat, and it goes. But if I do that, then I have to, like, okay, now I need a propanol heat thing for mango and anybody else. And then these, you know, I'm going to have microclimates within a room, you know? Mm-hmm. Just sacrifice the upstairs office. You know, you don't need a guest room, and just make it the Mangshang room. Oh my God, no! Just put in like a window AC unit, and then just you know chill that bitch out. It's a mansion. Wow, I don't need a window unit. It's cold enough up here as it is. 
But um, but yeah, I I thought about it, and the the fact is, the problem is also that um, the the enclosure thing. Because I'm big on I'm 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 the opposite. I'm kind of like the bigger the better. So it's That's like you know, these big enclosures ain't cheap either. True, big snakes need big cages. Need big cages. Big so it's cages. like all of a sudden. Need big oh, mullets. I like Bowens. Oh, oh, I like Bowens. Oh, I like mansions. Oh, I like. Wait a minute, everything's big. What the hell is wrong with me? Therein lies and the I problem. Keep, and I used to keep Burmese, and I used to have a retake. Oh, you nerd! Oh, by the way, these people had a record. Oh, oh was the, the, day, the one that you, the picture you sent me the other day? Yes, it's eighteen feet nine and a quarter inches. Damn! Wow, savage. That's a big old puppy. Big berm. Yeah. She's a sweet girl, too, let me tell you. She was like, let you pick her up. She was like, not not in a nasty, not not at that nasty disposition. Well, I mean, when you're that big, what do you got to worry about? Pretty it's, much nothing. I mean, she was looking at us like, she's looking like, a, you know, I'll kill you. But she was huge. You couldn't, I couldn't get my hand halfway around her neck. Wow. That's. You literally needed both your hands and you couldn't get all the way around. <laughs> it's, that's it's, one it's out of context the, clip that I should totally save I, I, dude there are so many one liners from this show <laughs> I know this, this is so terrible <laughs> I told you this was going to be a disaster you guys didn't listen to me <laughs> but nothing is better than she drank from my nozzle she drank and I, from ra- my I couldn't even wrap my hand around her neck <laughs> that was an old movie starring I Peter North two she drank hands. from my nozzle Oh my God, Peter Norris, dude, you're too old. <laughs> she drank a lot from my oh nozzle. Oh my God, Is Peter Norris still alive? I I'm assuming so. Why not? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> on that note, on that note, <laughs> two and a half hours. God, this could have ended. This could have ended less painfully about two hours ago. Oh, if I mean, do you even want people to find you? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Um. Uh, this is Henry on Instagram there with a go. bunch of underscores. Yeah, this underscore is underscore Henry. I, I'm glad you got that better than I did because I just know it's a bunch of underscores. I think that's it, actually. I just assumed. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah you're, no, I, you're right. Zing. Well, there's not too many this is Henry, so with a big King Cobra on it, so. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to, hard to know, mistake it for anybody process else. of elimination. But, oh. Before 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 we go, I gotta tell you this really funny story. Okay. I had this um and we'll end it on that. Um I had this this gentleman that's been my friend on Facebook forever, and I know him because we we we've been in the um in the dog world for 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 a while. We have a lot of mutual friends. I mean, we're not buddy buddy. I don't talk to him and stuff, but if I see him at a show, it's hi, how are you? Hey, how's it going? You know, stuff like that. And he posted a picture today on his Facebook with his wife with his big heavy sweater on and she's cradling a siamensis like a baby. Wait, what kind of siamensis? Naja siamensis. Really? So I go, whoa, wait a minute. You have a Naja siamensis? What the fuck y'all doing? And then he tells me, yeah, I do. I also have three monocle cobras, an eastern diamondback, a western diamondback, and a gigantic forest cobra. And I'm like, wow, dude, how come I never knew this? So that kind of made my day today, actually. So, well, wait, is there 
Yeah, like, what's the rest of the story? Like, I'm confused. No, just the rest of the story that I've known this guy for a long time, and I didn't know he had a forest cobra. You said she was wearing a sweater? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, she was just wearing this big, thick sweater, right? And she was just, you know, like, Simensis was, like, all over her. Why? Wait, yeah, like, she's she's not tailing it on a hook. She's crazy. No, she's like crazy, like a two, like like a three month old. What the? Fuck? Oh my! Why? Yeah. Jeez. And I'm like, well, obviously Florida. that caught my attention. And then I'm like, that's got to be. I thought it was fake or something. And then I go, you have finances, and he goes, yeah, I do, and I also have this and this and this, and I I know about you know this guy. I've been friends with him on Facebook for years and years and years, and I didn't know he was even into that. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that funny? Kind of made my day, though. <laughs> that's how pathetic my day has gone. Snake people everywhere. You never know. Snake people everywhere. And venomous. I, no, snake people doesn't surprise me because a lot of people actually do like snakes. But venomous crazy. people. There you go. That's gold, baby. Right? Yep. <sighs> so, that's it. All right, buddy was fun. What? When are you going to come on Snakes and Stogies? Again. Yeah. Yeah, come on Snakes and Stogies for longer than uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah, yeah you. you. have a brand new cell phone. You can do oh, it. Oh, yeah, I do, don't I? You do. That you haven't bought a case for yet because you're old. No, I did. It's it's not here yet. I pre-ordered it and it's like, but it should be here. It's D-Brand. What's an auto? Brody Gamers out there, D-Brand. That's it. You know what I'm talking about. Dude, it didn't have to come from Southeast Asia. Not everything has to come from Southeast Asia. Henry walks around Walmart, hey. sees that stuff's made in China, and gets excited. Yeah. No, He's I like, have... Ooh, is this is this Yunnan province? It looks like it you is. Know, yes. Oh, Bangladesh? <laughs> Does Justin know about my vans? Huh? Do you know about my vans, my sneakers? Oh, no, I didn't tell him. No. Oh. Okay, so Vans has this this thing. Why are we still going? I can't believe this. Fine. Talk about the shoes. On, Talk about the shoes. Vans has this thing on their site, right, that lets you customize your shoes. And I mean, you can customize them with stuff that they do, but depending on the sneaker, you can you can add something. You could add like a picture, right? Yeah. yeah. So what did I immediately go do? Oh, I ran into the room where Mangos. I got him out of his enclosure, put him on the floor, took a big picture of his hood. And, you know, with, with the selfie thing, I put it right up so you can see all the scales and stuff. And um, and I have sneakers that are Mango's hood. Mango Chevron. You need to send that to Justin so we can put that on the magazine. Isn't that insane? Oh, you Actually, would. It came out a little light. It looks, it looks Malaysian. I'm not very happy. We can we can Photoshop it. But I was gonna say, yeah, it needs to be a little darker, but it looks, it looks, it looks, a, little, it looks a tad Malaysian to me. It's very deceptive. The most important question, Hendog, is are they slip-ons? Of course. <laughs> of course. That made my night. Of course they are. <laughs> Actually, the reason they were going to be high tops, but I couldn't I couldn't fit it in the high top. It, was, it wasn't working, man. It wasn't okay. working. So they okay. slip on. One step Sorry. away from from some mango-themed Crocs. Total. Yeah. No, one step away from total insanity. Oh, my God. That ship may have sailed, buddy. Now I'm thinking, man, maybe I'll make some from a blue and Solaris thing. <laughs> <laughs> Next, he's going to have jeggings in the pattern of a Mangshang. Yeah, I'm a Mangshang. <laughs> there you Jorts. go. Don't you like my liking jeggings? <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> With Mangshang patterning. 
Yeah. No, that has to happen somewhere in this get, world. We're going to get Henry an entire Adidas tracksuit, strictly <laughs> Mangshang pattern. I like it. The, like the, I'm that, doing it. Let's go. That velvet or satin, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, make yeah. Out of. The, crush, the crushed the velour tracksuit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we need to start some sort of GoFundMe or something because I need that. A fuzzy kanga hat. <laughs> a fuzzy no, the hat has Basically to be dress him up too, like Jamiroquai. No, 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 no. no, yeah, no. Right. <laughs> the hat has to be Mangshang too, right? The hat has to be, yeah, made with bits of real Mangshang. Has yes. to look like a pimp hat, though, like all fuzzy and stuff. That is exactly. It's the I crush could be a pimp hat, but it's got to be like Mangshang shed or something. I don't know. Sure. Can't he? <laughs> on that note. Oh, another note. <laughs> We're really going no, that this was time. Was just, oh my god! I, I, I was making a joke. I have no. Thank notes. God, it's gonna get worse. No. This was episode. This was a very long episode, by the way. It's a good episode, though. It was a good. It was a long one, but I'm just I'm not I'm not critiquing it. I'm just saying it was long. Okay. This is a good trip from Miami to Disney World. Oh god! <laughs> you were saying, Justin. This has been episode 99 of the Herpeticulture Podcast with Phil Wolf and Henry Martinez. Bye. Thank you to our sponsors, Steve Snakeshwary. SteveSnakeshwary.com. Get your Venom Hot Sauce. Henry, I recommend the Cottonmouth Sauce. And MP Cages and Exotics. MPCagesandExotics.com for all your caging and rack needs. Sean is the man to see. Um... Snakes and stogies. Are we going to do one Monday, or you, we just want to do one when you come come up for the wedding? It's up to you. I mean, we can. Let's. I would say let's do one Monday, just in case we can't get to it during the wedding. That's actually not a bad idea. Good call. Yeah, let's just do that. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have Thank a good you. evening, Henry. Thank you, guys. You're the man. <laughs> See y'all later. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Bye. Thank you.